Ernest, what's up? Look, in the world of personal finance management, finding the right tool is crucial. If you've been relying on Mint to keep your personal finances in check, I got a mix of news for you. Mint is closing down. But here's a silver lining. Monarch Money is stepping up as the go-to financial app and users, including myself, are making the switch with a smile. Before Monarch, juggling my finances felt like navigating a stormy sea. Other apps either lacked features or were too cumbersome. Then came Monarch Money. Its ease of use, powerful features, and sleek design turned financial management from a chore into a breeze. The constant updates, well, that's the cherry on top. But what truly set it apart for me was its collaboration feature. Money matters constrain relationships, but Monarch brings peace to the table. The app's collaboration tools allowed my partner and I to seamlessly manage our finances together. We aligned on our budgets, tracked our cash flow, and even planned our future goals all in one place. Speaking of goals, be it saving for a down payment, your dream vacation, or your children's education, Monarch simplifies it all. It's no wonder the Wall Street Journal hailed it as the best budgeting app. This isn't just an app. It's the next generation of personal finance management, ad-free, intuitive, and always evolving with you in mind. Now look, Monarch isn't just another app. It's the all-in-one solution. From effortlessly importing your data from Mint to customizing your dashboard to your heart's content, Monarch respects your privacy with a strict no-ads, no-data-selling policy. This is financial management as it should be, focused on you. Look, after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash Mondays. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash Mondays for your extended 30-day free trial. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Courtney's not in progress for those that are in the know. What's the deal? Happy Monday. It's the 10th day of the 10th month. What's the deal, y'all? Greetings and salutations. It's Indigenous People Day. Shout out to Christopher Wallace. The only Christopher we acknowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot going on right now in the world. Crazy times that we're living in. The Dunn language, what's going on? Ian Dunlap, what's good, brother? Man, how you feeling? Oh, we good, man. We good. Very good. Man, good to see y'all. Y'all looking good, looking glorious. Yeah. Ah. Back at I, it. I like our color patterns right now. Back yeah. at it. Yeah. Like, going. Yeah, a lot going on today. Lighting's looking good. The work, the work never stops. The work never, never. stops. How's yeah. the how's the audio sound? Everybody on YouTube, how we sound? Let us know how we sound on we good. How's the audio sound? A lot to talk Guru, about. Turn me up. Turn the vocals down. Big facts. <laughs> Good night. This time Good is night, for the money. That's what everybody used to say, right? This <laughs> for the money. That's a fact, Always man. for the Let's money. Go get this is not pre-recorded. This is live. 
right now, at least this part of it. We are live right now. Um, good, good night to New York and good morning to London. I believe it's one o'clock in the morning in London right now. So yes, yes, early morning vibes for anybody that's in London that's checking us out. Y'all um, got right off the plane. What's going on? Nah, 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 nah. We home. We been home. Here. Been here for for a while. Yeah, man. Shout out to everybody. Two days uh, went to Steve Stout House. Came to do this. <laughs> Million dollars worth of game tomorrow. Open the next day. <laughs> that, that, that run soon come. But now nah, we, we've been home for a little bit. Shout out to everybody um, in Brooklyn. We I was out in Brooklyn yesterday. A lot of people ran up. Shout out to all the earners. Shout out to the, all the alumni that was out there. They said something too? Yeah, they was running up, man. It's a lot of love in Brooklyn, man. It was it was dope. Just to see a block party for like in, a, in the middle of the best style was dope. Uh, ran into Storm. Shout out to him. Ran into uh, my dude, uh, Jew, Jew Bernard. Uh, Blake Yoba was out there. Julian Gordon pulled up on me. It was dope, oh, man. did he? Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was nice, man. Shout out to the star. Shout out to everybody. Brooklyn. And happy birthday to Asha. It was her birthday yesterday. So shout, shout out to her. Happy birthday, Asha. Happy yeah, birthday. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. All right, so let's let's get into this. Um, We got a jam-packed episode today. We have a guest yeah, yeah. from across the pond. Shout out to Patricia. We're going to be talking a lot about social media influencing and how to get money from corporate and how to, you know, Use your star power to secure the bag, different things of that nature. It's notepad worthy. Yeah, yeah shout yeah. out to yes. Patricia. But before we start, we just get into you know a couple of announcements. So first and foremost, um, shout out to Atlanta, Georgia, second home. We'll be there this weekend. Um, Mike, it's his birthday. Yeah. Shout out to shout him. Out He's Mike. having a birthday. Um, but he also, we got a um, film festival. Mm -hmm. Short and Fresh Film Festival. Shout out to our Revolt family. Sunday, very important. Sunday, Short and Fresh Film Fest. Short and Fresh Film Festival at Buckhead Theater. We are interviewing the legendary <laughs> Irv Gotti. Oh, that's gonna be a good one. That's gonna be yeah. good. That's, that's breaking news alert. I just spoke to his brother. I spoke to Chris. Chris, Chris gonna be there too. Chris not gonna be there, but um, he was like, yeah, he said he's gonna give me a list of questions, but um. <laughs> He got, he got some things he needs to answer. <laughs> that talk downstairs. <laughs> I wish that that one would have been number <laughs> top two. <laughs> Shout out to Chris. <laughs> My but, God. But um, now this this is something that we've been looking forward to for a long time. Irv just got that, I think, $300 million deal. Yep. Sold, sold his catalog. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot to talk about. Um, So Irv, looking forward to this conversation. It is free, actually. To anybody that wants to come, you just have to RSVP. The link is in the description of this video. So RSVP, check us out Sunday. Uh, live conversation, Irv Gotti Film Festival, Atlanta. Ain't no anytime we in Atlanta, it's always vibe. So yeah, yeah. So don't don't, don't don't play yourself. And then um, this week is a big episode. Shout out to legendary Dapper Dan talking about um, talking about the fashion week. Yeah. So tomorrow, shout out to United Master, shout out to Ally. That drops tomorrow. That conversation, the episode with Dapper Dan. Legendary conversation, Dapper Dan, one of the most important people when it comes to fashion ever, um, not just in our culture, ever. Um, a real trend maker, legendary life. He's like almost 90 years old, I think. Um, and no, seven, I think 70, he's 78, 78, right, almost, almost 80 years almost old. Almost 80, yeah. But, um, but still. Mine is sharp. Yeah, so good, 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 good dude, man, super sharp. And um, legendary conversation. So that episode drops tomorrow. Check it out. Legendary. Yeah. I'm in my Dapatia. 
You know what I'm saying? Support the brand. Support yeah, the brother. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Legendary story. He, he reminds me of Peter too. Like people that have passion like that, no matter how old they are, he he was acting like he was 40. I was oh, like, he's man, with his enthusiasm and lesson, even that gym he dropped about Kanye being advocates on inside, like gemstone please tune into the episode tomorrow like it was a good one to trust me for the creatives this is the one you need to listen to absolutely super sharp um he's lived i mean a bunch of lives man so he has a bunch mm -hmm. of stories even some of the stories he was telling us uh when we were in the green room i was i've I never heard those stories and then he got on stage and was even elaborating on those so just a, a depth of knowledge. And it's dope that he's sharing with the, this generation. Like I see him doing the BET Awards. He had his little freestyle. I'm like, yo, he's still connected just because his influence is, it just lives on. Like from the eighties to now, you can see his influence in fashion in our community. So shout out to that man, the legend himself. Shout out to that, but then, all yeah. right, any? Ah, yes, yes, yes. I want to give a quick shout out to the good folks at Ally. We want to let you know about a great choice if you're looking to bank or invest. Ally is a leading digital financial service company with passionate customer service, innovative financial solutions, and our relentlessly focus on doing it right for both customers and our communities. Get with Ally so you can save, invest, and spend on all the things that matter most to you. For everything we need, we're all better off with an Ally. Shout out to good folks at Ally. Shout Love out to them. Ally. Shout out to the UN fam as well. Shout out to the family. Yeah, um, yeah. Disclaimer? Yeah, you know how this works. Do your own research. Our content is intended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. It's very important that you do your own analysis before making any investment based on your own personal circumstances. You should take independent financial advice from a professional in connection with or independently research and verify any information that you find on our show and which you rely upon, whether for the purpose of making an investment decision or otherwise. This is a message brought to you by the good brothers at Earn Your Leisure and the good brother Ian Dunlap, the master investor himself. Fresh off the stage in Philly. <laughs> this is brought to you yeah. by him. The zoom in <laughs> as the zoom in Never occurs. <laughs> um, shout out to my Red Panda family. Uh, shout out to Ryan Coogler for allowing me to zoom in when I need to. Um, uh, shout out to David Shans. I did Social Proof Podcast. They say it's one of the ones. So you guys can go check that out. Um, if you are tired of losing in the market, please join Stock Club. Do not remix any of the information you see here tonight. And uh, let's have an amazing show. And if I've made you money, please put yes in chat. Yes, 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 yes. All right, let's get to it. We'll make some other announcements later on in the show as well. But um, let's start this off. Since you guys don't like the long, the long prolonged intros, try to keep reading the comments. Let's start with Kanye West. What better, what better person to start with? So Kanye West. Um, yes. So, uh, what three key lessons can we learn from Kanye potentially, um, losing his Adidas and Gap situations? Wow. This is a tough one. I, I love Kanye dearly. I hate the last two weeks version of Kanye though. Um, I put up a, a post and asked people, did he fumble the bag? And some people were saying, no, this is exactly what he wanted. But when you are asking for validation from companies that don't okay. believe in your talent, this isn't what he wanted. So number one, in your contracts, you have to negotiate that the company is not able to repurpose, remix, reproduce any of your intellectual property. So if you've ever been in a store that carries the Yeezy line, there are shoes that look just like it, the junior designers have created. Um when I went through some of the contracts and saw, and I talked to some people 
in the fashion industry. There was like that was that clause was not in that contract. Huge mistake. Um, number two, for since he's been at Universal or Def Jam, Kanye has signed away a lot of his rights too early. So whether it was music, whether with publishing, um, it, one of the stipulations in this contract is that for a five to 10 year period, he cannot create recreate any other fashion line, any other shoes, beanie, hats, scarves, home design, home goods. If you know that historically you're only staying with the brand for four to five years, why would you have a four to five year stipulation or five to 10 year stipulation that you cannot create or draft or partner with someone in those areas when that's really the area of expertise that you love. And for those of you who don't know, Kanye helped come up with the idea for Skims mm -hmm. or Kim, mm -hmm. which he only now owns 5% of. And he was talking about Jared and Josh uh, earlier. They own 10%. So he's slowly being pushed out of the other brand that he helped create that is worth billions and will be sold off for billions here in the next couple of years. Um, and number three, I think one of the biggest mistakes that we have to learn from his situation is not having counsel around you that can check you. So when you are now playing a pornography video in front of an executive, which all of a sudden, like the Draymond footage got out, they are using that for the court of public opinion when they now go to arbitration can say he has been acting in an erratic fashion for a long time and he violated the privacy rights of an executive by playing him a lewd film even though kanye said it was entertaining in court for those of you who know when you have any clauses that are around morality he's going to end up losing a ton of money based off of character so as Rashad would say, I say that to say, if you don't have people around you that can check you and say, hey, bro, you out of line, ease up on that. Don't do that. That's why I'll always ask my dad. Then I'll go to my friends. P, Dom, Ty, am I tripping or no? <laughs> do I need to pull it back? Am I doing too much, right? Because the Charleston White thing is funny. Shout out to Charleston. Until it starts to cost you a lot of money. And in this case, no one wants to be in a position where they now can't use Twitter, can't use Instagram, Probably going to lose a big relationship with Meta, which he was curating. That's now going to be gone. And now Adidas and Gap is gone. Yeah. Especially during a recession. Those are the three biggest mistakes that he's making. And I don't know if he'll be able to recover from them. For the record, this is not what he wanted. This is not the way to get out of a contract. Yeah. So the, the Instagram account has been restricted uh, for comments that he made. And he uh, jumped over to Twitter. But I'm, I'm with you on point number two. I think that's the biggest key. And I know. Uh, maybe last week i mean obviously it's been like i feel like the attention right like that's his number one thing he's trying to garnish right and yeah he he, he has done that but um i think the biggest thing is uh he made this statement where he doesn't read he just creates and that might be like one of the biggest mistakes he's made right yes. we i think we covered it on our maybe like our eighth episode when we were talking about his contract with 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 Def jam and how he couldn't got, get out of that and it was a lifelong contract um, and so then when you hear the Adidas contract and you see some of the same type of stipulations where he can't, you know, recreate something within nine years. And then the skims thing kind of was like, you know what, who is his counsel? Like who, like outside of the people who are going to tell you like, yo, you're, you, you need to just pull back just a little bit, which I mean, he's a free thinker and he, he you know, he should have the right to say what he wants, but well, who's his legal counsel? 
Mm-hmm. Right. Because even the Jared Kushner thing, it was like it wasn't like he got scaled back to five percent. He went into the ownership at five percent and then found out that Kushner and his brother own 10 percent of it, which is insane, which is like and, and I mean, to, so the question he posed to him, this is and for those who are not familiar, he, he sat down with Tucker Carlson and had an interview and explained this in depth. But the way he explained it, it was like, how would you feel if like I had did something like that to a company that your wife owned? And to them, it's like they're just doing business. If you didn't read it on your end, that's really up to you. So it really makes me un- like pull back the layers. Like what has been consistently the theme over some of these mistakes? And it's been like, who is the legal counsel that's representing him? Or is there a legal counsel that's representing him? Because these kind of flaws, these kind of mistakes seem to be consistent throughout his career. So that, that's the biggest lesson I took from it all. And even if you have counsel, you have to listen to them and also if you act erratic enough, you can push counsel away and say, hey, because ultimately as a man, everything is your responsibility. So if you only have 5% of your wife's company and what you help create, at some point we have to say, maybe he isn't as great of a business person as we think. And that's why I always say to creatives, it is one thing to create, but notice, and everyone's like, Kanye is erratic, he needs psychological help. It's because... He lost friends early in his mom. When the money's flowing in, there's mm-hmm. no psychological issues there. Money slows up. And trust me, we've all been there. Any uh, brothers in here with the money not right, you go a little bit crazy as well. We know this episode that he's having. You're seeing your empire crumble because now you can't run to a Nike. Like, where are you going to go to in order to create? Maybe Reebok. They may not want to deal with him. Um. And even the stuff that's coming out with him and Virgil, of course, people behind the scenes knew, but that isn't the best time for that information to come out about him not being supportive and very envious of Virgil in the meantime. So um, I know we have a lot of conversations around diplomacy, but um, this is one of the cases where if you are too erratic, it can cost you or your company billions in the process. Yeah, and he, he's built strong teams in fashion. Obviously, when we talk about Virgil and we talk about Don C and Jerry Lorenzo at Fear of God, and we've seen him build strong teams in, in the music industry, and you can see all the, the people who have been influenced by him. But on that legal side, I, I wonder... That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hopefully this is the last time you hear this ad, because with Chime Checking Account, features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and getting paid up to two days early with direct deposit, you can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade to spend more time listening to your favorite podcasts, or at least grab yourself an extra morning latte this month. Join millions of Chime members who work on their financial progress with fee-free overdraft and no monthly fees. When you find new ways to save, you can reach your financial goals easier and still have the occasional treat. Take more control of your finances and say goodbye to monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com goals 24. That's chime.com goals 24. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Terms and conditions apply. 
Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. Who the team is. Yeah, um, I mean, before I don't want to stay too long yeah. on this, but I just add my two cents if I can. Um, it's hard to criticize a billionaire in business. Sure. He's he's created a legacy and he's he's generated more money than anybody else in the culture. So a few, few points I want to make here. We all make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Nobody's perfect. I'm talking about the business side. Nobody's perfect. Of course, he probably should have did better in business. He could have did negotiated contracts, but he's a billionaire. Yeah. Will he stay there though? Well, he got there. So, I mean, that says a lot. And also, I feel like I was talking 19 keys about this, and I feel like um, there's a double standard. People, you you can't say you're for mental health and black men need therapy and child to Charlemagne, he just had the mental health thing. You yeah. can't say that and say you want to embrace mental health on one hand and then say mental health is not an excuse for his behavior on the other hand. That actually makes no sense. If you really believe that he is mentally ill or he has some level of mental illness, then it actually is an excuse. Because if you ever knew anybody that had a high level of mental illness, you can't make sense out of nonsense. That's the whole point. So you're trying to rationalize something as a rationally thinking regular person, but if he's off medication, if he's chemically imbalanced, if he has psychological disorder, that actually is a perfect excuse for irrational behavior. Do we think he has a mental illness or did they put him on medication to well, try either, to take his company away from him? Either way, it is what it is. So I'm not part of his family. I'm not in his inner circle, but his behavior is extremely manic. It's irrational. It's up and down. And it's not just now. It's been this way for a very long period of time. So at the end of the day, let's pray for Kanye. But more importantly, let's pray for everybody. Let's pray, for, including ourselves. Yeah. Because a lot of times people want to harp and laugh at somebody's downfall. You got to be careful at laughing at somebody's downfall or, you know, having a party when somebody's going through things because it can happen to you. Absolutely. Yeah. So just be careful because learn from it. Use it as a learning experience, but don't use it as entertainment because at the end of the day, it's somebody's real life. And whatever Kanye is going through, he played a major part in the culture. Absolutely. And his contributions can never be erased. Yeah. I no, think, matter, no matter what he does. I think that's always been, I, I guess, our kind of stance. Like, just pray for our brother. You know what I'm saying? Just because of, of his contributions. And and that's why I said, like, what you're speaking about is 1,000% accurate as far as mental health. It's actually, even when people, if, if, if you're on the workforce, like, it could be classified as a disability because that's something that actually needs treatment and can prevent you from performing your task. So, yeah, it's nothing to laugh at. In fact, when people, like, if you even look at, like, when he's going through these, these I don't even want to call them rants, but he's going through these free thoughts and he's putting text messages up and it feels like it's disrespectful. Like, it's tough for me to be like, all right, I got to stay with this like it's tough for me to give it attention because i understand yeah. who this that's person what i'm is saying you watching somebody having a mental right. breakdown right. and it's entertainment right and it's it's not it's not entertaining right that's what i said it's, it's it, tough sh- to it, should, it shouldn't be entertaining it's not free thoughts it's manic behavior mm-hmm. so and if you understand mental illness this is this is kind of classical thing that people do so you're watching somebody spiraling out of control and it's on blogs and it's used for talking points mm-hmm but it's really not entertaining. 
Yeah. It's it's disheartening to see, but more importantly, he needs help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's- so try to help him instead of trying to criticize somebody. Why don't you try to help him? That's more beneficial. Yeah, and I I feel like there's there's people. So even like, and we don't have to go too far into, but even like when when Puff reaching out, it felt like there was a reach there for him, and it was just like, nah, f you, and I'm not trying to hear it, and you're trying to set me up. So like, I feel like that there are people, but who is the? I guess it goes back to your point, Ian. Like, who is the who is the person? We don't know who the person is, right? Like, we're yeah. not inside of his, his inner circle, but who is that person to say like, all right, we understand what's going on, let's have a conversation. Right. Because at a certain point, then you don't you may not trust anybody in that space. And maybe that's why you don't trust any type of uh, counsel when it comes to legal matters, or anything like that. That could yeah. be part of it as well. Yeah, well, we'll see. Pray for our brother. Yeah, let's 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 hope that Kanye can, you know, can get it together. But let's talk about some investing stuff. Ray Dalio. Yeah, he retired from Bridgewater, which is the largest hedge fund in the world, I believe. Yes. Last week. Um. So what's the deal with that? That was something that kind of caught people by surprise. What does this mean for the overall market? What's your thoughts on Ray Dalio stepping down? Um, he's been planning this for nine or 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's twofold. So I, I told on one end, people shouldn't panic solely because he chose to step away because he's been planning this for a long time. Uh, I've actually lost count of the number of CEOs and chief investment officers that have stepped down. But I do truly believe, seeing the landscape that we were in, he wanted to go out on a high horse and didn't want to face the recession that we're, well, it hasn't been announced yet. But the recession that we're in and whatever's in between the recession and depression, I think we're going to hit that level sometimes next year. I think he wanted to go out and be able to enjoy parts of his life. He sacrificed a lot, lost his son, um put a lot into bridgewater gave up a lot of time wrote two amazing books that i all recommend everyone go see i mean go go read um huge loss for the investing community i cannot lie and say well it doesn't have an impact on the market because i think if he thought the market was going to turn around in 23 and 24 he probably would have stayed so it's no different if buffett chooses to step down summer of next year it is going to have an impact on the market so for the next 18 months or so um i think it is a signal for how rough things can be for the next year to 18 months um but he deserved to retire he had this in, in motion way before the 2020 mm-hmm. recession came about and even so now but i do think he wants to stay out of the storm that is coming next year yeah. and, and the, 24. the fund itself is performing well but like you said it, this is part this has been in the works right like this is yeah. if you watch the show on hbo succession like this is the definition of a succession <laughs> plan right so yes. like he steps down in 2017 as a ceo in 21 he steps down as chairman and even now like he's transferred the majority of stake of the board but remains a meaningful owner in the fund right so like he still has equity inside of this fund but he's yes. also stepped down as a one of the the three co-chief investment offers but he's going to remain as a chief investment officer mentor mm-hmm. and so like obviously in that role i'm a you know, I could just imagine him seeing who's going to be the next person or the next couple of people, a group of people who'll be able to facilitate in his role. And now he has a hands-on relationship with them, being able to mentor them to actually make sure that the fund is in good hands. Because at the end of the day, it's, it's always going to be attached to him. So you always want to make sure that it does well, but it does free up some of his time to actually do things that he may want to pursue. So yeah, this is a succession plan. Absolutely. Executed very well. This isn't yeah. something to be concerned about. No, yeah, if, it, if it was like out of nowhere, then it, I, I could see it like, wait, 
all right, this is a little tricky, right? Like we, they keep saying it's going to be a recession. Well, by definition, it hasn't really been. And then obviously we saw what Jamie Dimon said today. If he mm -hmm. didn't, he says in uh, what he six to nine months. Yeah, six to nine months. Even mm -hmm. though we I guess the first time in history we need three or four months, three or four quarters of. I mean, yeah, we've negative been in a, GDP growth. Yeah, they, we've they, been they, in one. We've been in a recession. The, the definition has changed, but the I think the last like that tipping point is is the jobs report. And so like when they start seeing the jobs report or jobs being created or unemployment rates like turning inverse where the unemployment rates going up and jobs yeah. aren't being created. I think they said the number it's probably around like like a hundred thousand. If we only had a hundred thousand jobs um on the jobs report, then it would be like a sign, like, okay, a recession might be here. But, but the recession I, I, the recession's I, I, already I, here. That doesn't no, no, I'm saying by, by definition it is, but one of those indicators is like, where's the unemployment rate? How many jobs would be created? The fact that the jobs report, I think there was almost almost three hundred thousand jobs created uh in what's when in September. No, was it August? Maybe August, last jobs report. Um, it still showed that there was, it was it was positive. So once that starts becoming negative, then it's like full on recession. By no, definition, but no, yeah, it's too. But it's really not though. That's what I'm saying. What the I'm saying by two to three quarters. By definition, that is. That's the only. That's definition. the only definition. Yeah, two two negative. And I always right. ask, what are the quality of the jobs? Because I feel as if as soon as they announce recession, the most valuable companies are going to skyrocket to the upside. You're going to see them deploy capital so fast that the average person is not going to have a chance to catch up and then buy in. Yeah, yeah we got to, you know, you just got to go by the, the language. A recession is two negative quarters of GDP growth. Um, so all of these new indicators and no, it's really not what it is. And we've been in a recession for the last two, three months. So yeah, I don't understand why they just don't say it's a recession. Now, it is a recession. Uh, politics because the last two quarters were negative. It's just that simple. It's not even, we're making this more complicated than it needs to be. Um, but, you know, I just feel that it's it's a lagging, a lot of these things are lagging indicators as well. By the time they actually announce that we're in a yeah. recession, we're gonna be coming out of but a recession. It's tough. So yeah. like when even like, if you think about it, I think Josh Brown has said this, but even if you think about the time when that definition was created for those times, the two, the two negative quarters were fit, but these are different times, right? So maybe, having that and maybe that's part of the language it's like all right let's let's pull off on using the word because there are different circumstances in in this economic climate but if it was obama in office there wouldn't be a different set of circumstances maybe majority of the hedge fund managers and bankers lean left and they don't want biden to have the recession on his presidential jacket and as obama said uh and the biden gets shellacked when it's time for re-election because if you have the recession fellas it's like okay if you're broke and you have like negative 50 dollars in your account you cannot say i'm cash flow positive so like now the fed is playing games with where we stand we've been negative and if you actually look at it if you factor in COVID and take out quantitative easing we've technically been broke since 2019 that's when all the PPP money came in, all the business money came in, the NFT market came in. I reposted the, you know, Logan Paul or Jake Paul, I forget which one, bought an NFT for $695,000 worth 10 bucks now. I told you guys last year, they were going to push up the market and give everyone one last chance to get money in 2021 for what's to come. And now we're here, I agree with Rashad, like two negative quarters is two negative quarters. If we were leading the country and we didn't get 
positive growth, we, they will say, hey, we led everyone in Market Mondays to a recession. It, the dynamic doesn't get to change now. And the jobs are not that high quality that they are producing and bringing in right mm -hmm. now. That's the other part, that part. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll see. But speaking of recession, what are two stocks that are doing incredibly well in this recession and um, that we should keep an eye, that our eyes on? Uh, there are a couple that I like. If you look at IRDM, that is one you guys can add to your watch list. Um, another one is General Dynamics. The ticker symbol is GD. And if you need an inverse, I don't want you to hold this one forever <laughs> or even for longer than five days. Um, but SQQQ. So that's the inverse ETF of the triple Q. So if the NASDAQ goes down, this stock goes up. So in order, IRDM, number two, General Dynamics, and then S. QQQ. And for my traders, you should look at the wheat future to trade that as well on the upside. If you're looking for something that's been having positive growth over the last three or four months. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll just add two. Um, and we kind of had a call about it. And it was actually on um, the other day when I was like, look, yeah. when we saw that OPEC news and I was like, wait, oil's going to get cut like 2 million barrels a day. Obviously that's going to take uh, effect in November, but if oil production is getting cut, that means oil prices are going to go up. That means companies that produce oil or are in the oil industry, their price is gonna increase. And so if you look at just the energy sector, uh, ExxonMobil this year is up 42%. ConocoPhillips mm -hmm. is up 42%. And the one we kind of were speaking about, and I actually text um, Shadi and uh, Bam about it, but Marathon Oil is one of those ones, MRO. Um, you should definitely keep uh, that's it That's a nice home run you hit. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's a nice <laughs> one. We'll talk about that another time. But yeah, that's up 37% for this year. And so, I mean, if you, Sometimes it's like, yeah, you check out the news and it's like, all right, do what you want with it. But when you hear like global news, like when they're saying, hey, we're going to meet in Vienna. No, we're not doing this on a Zoom call. Everybody needs to come to Vienna to meet. And then you hear how the White House is, has terrible like feeling about it. They don't even want to come and they're disappointed in the news before it even comes out. Right. The initial report was that they were going to pull back 500,000 barrels a day. And so yep. to hear it go up to 2 million, it's like, OK, well, that that's going to increase uh, the, the amount that oil is going to cost going forward. So yeah, those are, those are, those are solid places, especially in a climate like this. Yeah. And remember Q, SQQQ is not a long-term hold. It's an inverted ETF. So you don't want to. Yeah. I will hold it for three to four days maximum for the record. Mike, can we clip that up? Yeah. Mickey, can we clip that up? Yeah. Three to four days maximum. Um, and an inverted ETF it goes opposite the direction of the market. So if anybody that's new to market Mondays and has never heard the term before, so that means when stocks go up, the inverted, they, they go down. Mm -hmm. When stocks go down, the inverted ETFs go up. So yes. yes, that's what that is. So QQQ with the technology ETF, where it has Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, all of those technology companies in it. So obviously the Dow Jones, I mean, the NASDAQ, I think hit a two year low. Yeah, since the COVID first hit, mm -hmm. this yep. is the lowest point since March of 2020 when COVID first hit. So, the stock market has been getting hammered, but the technology. And remember, I said technology stocks were inflated. Yeah, because yeah. they were. Yeah. So it's like it's just like it's just a common thing, right? Like when when some, when things go up, they must come down, mm -hmm. and when things go up higher than everything else, they're gonna go down harder than everything else. And that's exactly what happened. You see the NASDAQ now is 
we're down 30, 34%, 34%. Yeah. Yep. The general stock market is down 20 something percent. Yeah. Dow is down 20 S and P down 23. Right, and also when quantitative easing goes away and inflation goes up high, I asked a question for everyone. Like when does the two tech two index model start to roll? Once you get past 15%, you have to know those key levers. Like that's one of the things that Leesman talked about a lot. If you don't know what moves the markets, number one is always going to be quantitative easing. When are we going to hit recession, inverted yield curve? We talked about that the first season of Market Mondays, right? So those are the two things you have to look out for the most. But if the Fed is not printing money, everything is going to come back down to the normal levels in which it should be. Yep. Yeah. Hit the like button. Please hit the like button. I mean, we got in there. Uh, 5,200, I think. Shout out to all y'all. Um, okay, let's let's get some stock prices if we can. So uh, let's run them down. What are the best stock prices for these 10 stocks? Let's start with the first one. DXCM. Uh let me look and give a little bit of let's see. DXCM $48.60 would be a good place to load the boat. Five year hold only, no options. No short term on those, but forty eight uh, sixty is the best price for that. Forty eight sixty, gotcha. All right, how about uh, the Southern Company SO is the ticker? What we got? Yes, if it drops down to fifty seven dollars and forty one cent, that would be an ideal price. These are low to boat prices. Low to boat just means where you would put a considerable portion of your investment into that company. So maybe two-thirds or three-fourths of your position should be at the lowest price, and these are the prices I'm giving out for, for that area. L-U-V. Oh. Airline good. time. Yeah, airline <laughs> time. Um, Not one of my favorite categories. I do like Southwest, but if it gets down to $18.17, that's where I have a pending order set to get in. I don't know if it'll get that low, but if it does, that's the best place to to buy and airlines always operate on thin margins. I know it may not seem like it may get there, but that's the spot I'm looking for. All right. Uh, how about one of these? This is uh when we talk about uh, financial hard times, we always find discount stores. What about Dollar General? Ticker Dollar General, I like. Yeah, Dollar General, I like. Um, I want to load the boat at $185.65. Dollar General and Dollar Tree usually do well in a recession. So when they announce it in nine months from now, uh, <laughs> hopefully that price will still be there. If they say that we come out of recession, I would not hold on as tightly to Dollar General because Nike, um, LVMH, Target, Home Depot would do a lot better in, in that competitive retail space. But during a recession, 185.65 is the price of the low. Okay. We got six more. Let's do this. Let's wait to say the other six until we get to 6,000 people on YouTube. So we have well six played. more. We have six more stocks to give away. Christmas has come early, mm. but we need to get these views up. So hit the like button, share, log on from a different phone, whatever you got to do. Tell your auntie. So yes. Put your TV, your iPad, and your phone on at the same time. We're on the Kevin Samuels vibes tonight. <laughs> um, <laughs> Rest in peace to Rest the peace to the Godfather. Um, okay. Us. Us. <laughs> and you can't Boy, use Kevin <laughs> yes. is different, yo. Yes. Um, 
how could you how could we how could we have used futures market to know that the market was going to drop today this is a really important tip i need everyone to download the cnbc app there's no affiliation we don't get paid to tell you to do so um every sunday the market opens up at 5 p.m central so you're going to see a pattern here especially in the down market um so sunday night <clears throat> when i got the alert the market was sliding down and i think it was down almost one percent by 6 30 p.m an hour and a half after it opens you should know the direction of what the market is going to do and that is going to lead into usually the next day so today the s p 500 the es popped up for a little bit and then slid back down oh oh now they put them in the matrix they froze them see this is what happens when you don't <laughs> in a like bear video. Oh, you was frozen. Oh, now they had you in the matrix, bro. You back frozen. now. Dang, I'm back. Okay. Uh, can you can you hear me loud yeah, and clear? Yeah, you yeah. good. You good. Yeah. So, um, the especially if we're in a bear market, it should it will tell you what the direction is going to be probably the night before. Same thing in the bullish market. If we are having a tear to the upside, whatever the future market does on Sunday night is usually going to do that Monday. So. If you know that we slid down a bunch Sunday night, normally it's going to pair into Monday as well, and we slid down today. That's a quick way to know if you're a trader how to know what the direction of the market is going to be. And since the American volume is much higher than the, the Asian market and the London market, we should know that if we're sliding down pretty much pre-market going into the next American Open, that we're going to fall apart as well. I mean, And clearly, we're in a bear market. It should be really easy to tell direction now. Mm. We've been driving down since five or six months ago, um, but that's a real clear indicator to know what the, the market is thinking and how they're voting with their dollars. Lower lows, lower highs, lower lows. Yes, yep. sir. Yes, sir. Um, shout, shout out to Dan and all the earners in the chat. Dan, he's, every time we speak about something, he's, he's putting it in the chat. So shout out to Dan. I see you over there, Dan. Yeah, Dan taking hella notes. How do you take that? Yeah, he he's the number one note taker. <laughs> so let's do this. Um, what, are three, what are three key lessons um, that we should learn? No, no. What up? What okay. <laughs> let's try it again. Okay. Let's try this again. <laughs> Um, what are two top lessons we uh, learned from the episode with Steve Leesman last week? Uh, number one for me is that passion leads to prosperity. Um, every person, like if we take Dapper Dan, Steve Harvey, Mark Cuban, who else made that list you posted? Dan Cathy, right? Did that Ernest Forbes list? That was fire, though. <laughs> yes. Right? That was Shout clever. I was like, Shout damn, I didn't think of that. Well, he got the cover. That's big. Huge IU alum, right? Um, who are some of the other top interviews? Shaq. The one correlation across everyone that we see, incredible passion. Everyone who inspires Dame Dash, everyone who inspires us, they love the business so much. It makes you be like, if I don't love what I do like that, I'm in the wrong business. And I love investing. But when I see Peter, I'm like, if you're like this at 70 and 30, I know you were hell in Brooklyn. Right. So for him to have that kind of passion and to see Steve Leesman have it, passion leads to prosperity. And then two, to focus on helping the most. When he said he's like the economist for the people, he's always going to have value in 
a space made available for him. And I think we've done that with Market Mondays. I've tried to do that with the prices and, and making predictions in the market. But when you look to just solely help and do the work for millions of people in advance, where they don't have to digest all this information, I think those are the two key lessons that I took away from him that made me more excited to see. And even when we were with him in Huntington Beach, I mean, he was having a good time <laughs> talking to Troy and I, right? But he was like, hey, I got to get up at four. And he got up at four and he was hanging out till 11. And I was like, man, and he accurately called what was going to happen the next day to see that drive and passion, Stephen A., um, see what you guys see what trap like everyone has that passion and desire to help make millions of lives easier for everyone else through their job so those are the two for me what about you guys yeah um i got more of a lesson i got a reminder really um and that was to to read more uh, i feel like i haven't had an audio book that i read over the past month and so when he mm -hmm. told uh the peter Bernstein book uh, against the gods i'm like wait Thank you. Like I needed yeah. that. I, I needed to, to that reminder, like, all right, don't forget the principles and the things that got you to this place. It was reading every morning. It was reading every night. It was, yeah. you know, I still do those things, but like actually sitting down with uh, pieces of literature on um, that are long form. I was like, I, I haven't done that in, in about a month and a half. So I needed that reminder. I thought the treasury, the treasury yield breakdown was like phenomenal. Um, just as a person listening to it, having an understanding of it, but then going back and listening to it, and seeing how people like how he broke it down in very simple terms right like how much are you going to pay for the money that you lend and then breaking it down by the two year to five year to 10 year to 30 year i thought that was brilliant um and so it reminded me again like sometimes just just make it simple just make it simple i know it feels overcomplicated, but something like that just make it simple so I, those are my two right there we're teetering on the six thousand uh -oh. we're teetering hey. 5900 we are teetering we have hey, six man, we have six more stock prices to give away. Six more. Some good ones. Um, and if we get 6,500, I may do some cash apps. I know we did those. Uh oh, there you have Oh, uh, we're about know. to run through the roof. There you have it. <laughs> Hold on, um, do we do announcements for InvestFest and Market Mondays live? Well, I was going to get to the Market Monday situation right now, actually. Gotcha. If we can. Um. So, okay. So, Market Mondays. <sighs> the time has come. 1127. 1127. Market Mondays live, Madison Square Garden. Yes, that is a Sunday. Mm -hmm. It's a Sunday, Madison Square Garden, epic night. Um, first wave, first wave of announcements. Um, my guy, Mouse Jones, will be in the building. Yeah. Shout out to my guy. Shout out to the guys next door. Trap karaoke. Man. <laughs> uh, Peter Tuckman will yes. be on stage with us at Madison Square Garden. We got to change his, his name and his bio. We got to call him like Market Mondays alumni now. Yes, Add yes, that to the yes. bio feed. The most photographed man <laughs> in, in Wall history. Street history yes. will be joining us live on stage. Uh, a legendary situation. Friend of the program, yes. CNBC commentator, Josh Brown. Yes. Will be joining us live on stage at Madison Square Garden. New York City Zone. Mm. Uh, Billionaire, friend of the program, <laughs> um, history in the making, uh, legendary real estate developer, Don Peebles. What are we doing? We'll be on. on stage with us. How are we announce the billionaire in the first wave? <laughs> <laughs> Had to save it for last. Um, we'll be on stage with us mm -hmm. for Market Mondays. 
live at Madison Square Garden. That's in addition to the bundle pack that Ian has put together that anybody yes. that buys a ticket will be getting. And I think we're actually going to be putting together something too to give people, we're going to layer it, layer this thing like we did with InvestFest. So yeah. that's the first wave. That's the first wave. You got Mouse Jones, Trap, trap Karaoke, Legendary Situation. You got uh, Peter Tuckman, mm-hmm. the Einstein of Wall Street, most photographed yes. man in Wall Street history, stockbroker extraordinaire over 30 years. Uh, Josh Brown, the yes. legendary Josh Brown, CNBC contributor, uh, money manager, just a master when it comes to this. Um, and of course, Don Peebles, the legend himself, billion dollar real estate developer working on building, um, the only black owned skyscraper in New York city, friend of the mm. program. Um, he will be on stage with us and Ian will be giving his bundle pack away but you have to be in the building. Yes. You cannot buy a ticket and try to pull a Stay in Seattle. Yeah, nah, yeah. you must be there. You Gotta must, be there. You must be in the building. So this is going to be legendary in New York City. Who knows the next time we'll be back. Um, so get your tickets now. Link in the description. I will pin the link as well. Get your tickets to Market Mondays live. Yes. Legendary situation. Extremely legendary. That's the first wave. First wave. Um, <laughs> Can we right, tease the second wave or no? Let's let's save. You got, you got mm. one, one announcement at a time. Yeah, one meal, Man. one meal at a time. One meal at a time. You know, um, Madison Square gonna leak it before we do. That's a fact. <laughs> Perhaps that's a fact. That is a fact. Get your tickets, man. If if you don't get your tickets, I'm I, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what you're doing. Like I said, you can get tickets for as low as $79. So if you're not willing to invest in yourself for $70 at Madison Square Garden on Black Friday weekend to see billionaire, to see a uh, legendary stockbroker, to see Josh Brown. To Josh see- got almost $3 billion under management. Like and him and Peter and Trevor Rashad and myself. Listen, and listen, that stage show is fire. And if y'all was at Apollo last year when Troy... Put that joint up on a billboard. Easy. <laughs> what, buddy? What it's are we be, doing? It's, it's gonna be legendary. That's nah, gonna be a situation, man. New York City. It, it's only right. It's only right. It's home, and you know you gotta pull out all the stops when you come home. So, be there. Be there. You must be there. Be there. Be square, man. So, and we ain't even announced any musical performances yet. So you know that's, yep. that's or how happen. much money I'm gonna give away at top of the show either. The bag is coming out. Look, man. Boy. New York, man. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> It's a good day to have a good day. All right. So we have 59. We didn't get to 6,000, but here's the good news. The show's not over yet. We are going to go to um, Patricia Bright. So we filmed a segment with Patricia Bright, who is a legendary uh, financial influencer out of the UK. She has 1.2 million followers on Instagram, like 2.8 million YouTube subscribers. Super dope. But she's big in the fashion world. She's big in the, in the cosmetic world. But she actually was an accountant before all of this mm-hmm. stuff. We have a crazy story how we actually met, which I tell in the segment. Um, She will be at Royal Albert Hall with us. Speaking of legendary, she will be at Royal Albert Hall with us on Halloween. So we thought it would be a good idea to have her on Market Mondays. The first international guest that we've ever had on Market Mondays. Um, So, you know, be courteous. And um, after the segment, I'm assuming we're going to get to 6,000 during the segment. Before the show is over, we'll give out the last six picks. So now we're going to go to... Segment time. 
Let's do it. All right. This is a special segment reporting live from the UK. Patricia Bright, legend herself. Um, so I got to tell the backstory before we start. So when we were in London for a legendary London run, um, which I'm sure you probably heard about. Everybody's heard about 2,500 people who showed up. Is it true? That's forever <laughs> going to be in great. Our first London run. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, we was out there and we were doing a few different things. And uh, I think it was Dio, right? Yep. Dio? Yep. He was like, yo, I got somebody that I think you should connect with um, in the space who's, you know, real big on social media, big on YouTube, da da da, da. And um, we were trying to make the connection happen, but wasn't able to make the connection happen. So then I went to Paris for my birthday. Yeah, you, you, tell, tell a real story. That's a long story. <laughs> <laughs> we have time. <laughs> went to Paris and... Um, it was me, Troy, Abdullah, and Danielle. So Danielle and Troy, they was doing their thing for dinner. So me and Abdullah, we was we was by ourselves. And uh, another one of our friends, Suli, I think it was. Suli is who connected it? It's somebody, Suli, yeah. Suli, yeah. Shout out to Suli. He was like, yo, I got, I got somebody who's in um, Paris that would be great for you to connect with if you happen to be in Paris. I'm like, yeah, I'm actually in Paris for the night. So um, it was the most random thing ever because I didn't know who I was actually meeting. Yeah. So when we got there, it was Patricia <laughs> and her friend. And and I'm like, yo, we was just supposed to link up with you in, in London, London yep. two days earlier. So it was the most random, crazy thing ever. And that was I actually, it. yeah, it, it was my birthday. That night turned was my birthday night. So long story short. She still remembers the time we left. Oh, that was a legendary <laughs> night in Paris. Shout out to Zeus. That was a legendary <laughs> night in Paris. More bottles. So we, we met and we 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 spoke for like hours. And um I got a chance to to get to know her and um familiar with her platform and familiar with what she does. So she is a dynamite in the space. She has 1.2 million followers on Instagram, 2.8 million followers on YouTube. Um, she is a brand ambassador, she's a financial literacy expert, she's a fashionista. Uh, a variety of different things. Entrepreneur, founder of the Break Social, which is a uh, platform dedicated to business finance, financial literacy. So fast forward to us coming back to London on Halloween to perform at the prestigious Royal Albert Hall. And we're putting together a lineup. And I'm like, you know, we got to have some people from the UK on this lineup. And who better to have than Patricia? So she will be joining us on Halloween yeah. at the Royal Albert Hall. And I felt that, you know, since we're coming to London, it would be dope to actually do some content leading up to that with some people that's in the space. So I asked her if she'd be interested in coming on Market Mondays, which is the big show. Um, and she she agreed to it. So this is where we are now. Welcome. Yay. Welcome to Market Monday. That was a long story. Thank but you I for having like, me. <laughs> I had to be told. It had to be no, told. I love it. I love it. Yes, it's yes. Great. So, all right. So let's get into this. I want to have a conversation about business, social media, investing, different things in nature. And, and it's very rare that we get to talk to somebody from the UK. I think this is the first time on Market Monday. Yeah. Wow. That we've ever spoken yeah. to anybody. I love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. EYL, we spoke to a few people um, in the past, but Market Mondays, I think this is the first yeah, time. So. Series of episodes, but it's important that the first time be the right time. Yeah. The right person is here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> so let's talk about this. Um, 
let's talk about the business of influencers and how you generate income online because you have a lot of followers, you have a large following, but you know, we always hear the stories of people that have followers and they don't make any money. They don't, they don't know how to figure it out. They got millions of followers on TikTok, millions of followers on Instagram and they're struggling financially, but you've been able to actually turn that into a business. So how have you been able to um, turn social media influencer into a business and how have you been able to generate income online? Yeah, I mean, so I've been creating online for like 10 years now. So I didn't just start, I didn't start as an influencer. There wasn't really a roadmap or like a specific business model. But what I did know is that there was something in it when I started, because number one, I was able to build an audience and I was able to grow slow and steady. I won't say that I went to millions straight away. 10 years in the game. And then I realized that more and more brands were reaching out. But when I started, I wasn't really that strategic about it because I was also still working a job. So I actually worked in finance. I worked in banking and like my degrees in accounting. So because I had like quite a prestige job, I wasn't that focused on like the online thing as much, but I could see that something was there and more and more brands would like reach out to me to do work. And I think a lot of creators are creating stuff either for free or for clout or not necessarily like aligning it to what kind of brands or companies they want to work with. And in the beginning, I wasn't that strategic. So I was like doing little things here and there, not really knowing what the budgets actually looked like or knowing really what the potential was. Cause there was no, no one was telling you anything when I started. So eventually I think I was doing more and more. And I think when I got more publicity and people were more aware of me, and I could just see that there were other people in the industry who seemed to be doing quite well. I was like, what's, what's going on here? So I found out from someone who actually shared to me about basically how much money they were making. And I was shocked because I was making like a tenth of what that person was making, but we were at the same level. And I think at that point in time, I made the decision to kind of like, I'm going to focus on this. I'm going to strategize. I'm going to be very clear about my brand and the brands that I'm aligned to, and then making sure that I, you know, am working and getting paid what my value was. So it's just been me creating content, but very strategically to really kind of make sure that I'm getting what I'm worth and just working with the right brands that actually have the income to pay. So some people might make content in say, a category that is, let's say dog food, like you, your dogs are getting a ton of content and they get loads of views. But if brands that are aligned to dogs don't have any budget, then you can have all the views in the world, but you're mm. not going to actually be able to make any money. So I'm aligned to the beauty industry and the fashion, the beauty industry specifically because they have resources and they pay a lot for um, creators who are in beauty. Fashion does not pay as much. So I balance the amount of fashion content I make. Again, I'm also in the finance industry because it's something that I'm really interested in. I love, and I'm, you know, I have an accounting degree and worked in finance for seven years. So then now brands love someone like me who's able to talk on these um, subject matters with conviction and knowledge. And so then I'm also able to monetize with those brands who also have big budgets as well. So that's yeah. a little bit about how I've kind of worked through this to make money. That's a lot of games. So in, in that strategizing, how did you come up with the actual brands that you were going to target to say, all right, these are the ones that have the budget. I'm aligning with them. Like, was there a database or was like some type of search that you did to find them? Or you was like, I'm yeah. just going to trial and error this thing. 
listen, there was no, there's no benchmark. There was no, I didn't know what an agency was, an advertising agency. I didn't know the difference between a PR agency. I didn't know who was big, who was not big. So I think, again, it's this game of trial and error. And also it's about knowing the names as well. So now if say a company like Hill and Knowlton come over, I know that they manage P&G brands. P&G brands are a billion dollar company. So I know they're the ones I'm going to talk to. If it's some small agency with some random person and some new brand that doesn't have any budget, I, I won't necessarily talk to them as much depending on what the product is. But it's taken me a while to just understand like what who's a mover and shaker in the industry, in the marketing agencies um, to really get those connections. Um, but also you may, I've made assumptions that somebody or an email wasn't that important at one point in time mm -hmm. and actually securing massive deals um, because I had no idea who that person was and they were actually someone very valuable. So it's still important to kind of be open to everyone. Mm -hmm. So if you had to start over, let's say in 2023, you had mm -hmm. no followers and I'm not wishing that. So we're going to pray to God, you only 10X from here. But if you had to start mm -hmm. over in 2023 and had to grow your following back to the millions, what are like the four or five steps you would take to get there in this new digital environment? So I would focus on a target group that I want to like talk to. Am I talking to young mums? Am I talking to older mums? Am I talking to black women? Am I talking to, you know, men who are really into boxing or boxing shoes. So I would really niche down like the category of people that I'm wanting to talk, talk to and I'd make them my go-to group. And then I would think about how to make content that's super entertaining by bringing stuff that is current. I can't even give an explanation of how I would do it, but like if something was happening now, so something viral happening or something's happening in the news, I would like make sure I make content around that but align it to my group as well. So the people, so these young mums are interested in what's happening with the government, not that they are, but how does that relate to them? So I would kind of um, mesh my niche with what's trending as well. And I was saying this earlier, for me, I think the game really is about volume. So literally being present on every single platform all the time. Like okay. there is no, there's no time to breathe. Like, you're not, if you want to start from zero, there's no time to breathe for two years straight. Like don't do anything else, but make content. It, what you said is actually, um, that's what we did as far as the whole original mission statement for Earn Your Leisure was to blend pop culture with business. So we take a traditional subject matter like business, but then we, we, we still do, but especially back then we were using the most trending popular things in our culture. So we would talk yeah. about like, even before Earn Your Leisure, like breaking down 50 cents vitamin water deal, like breaking it down and making it, you know, talking about Beyonce, like, you know, when she talked about like, you know, pay me in equity and stuff like that. So like we would take like different stuff, George Foreman's grill, the, the deal structure with that. So things that were um, popular and people were already familiar with in pop culture, but then shifting yeah. it and drilling it down to our, our niche, which was, you yeah. know, business and, and dissecting the deal. So that's something that we actually has done and we still do to this day even with yeah. mondays like even every monday there's some some new pop culture topic that happens yeah. like kanye it, yeah kanye gonna pretty much do something every single week <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. <Eli>. yeah. <laughs> 
Elon, Ooh, Elon yeah. and Kanye, yeah, Elon and Kanye, yeah. they're going to do something every single week. So that's that's yeah. a very valuable gym that you just provided. Um, let me ask you this. As they call as- it audience hacking as well. So it's like specifically hacking into the audience of people looking for, say, the Beyonce content, and then they find you. Interesting. That's, okay. That's a way. Especially on YouTube. Because, um, like, if you put it in a title, um, search engines or hashtags on Instagram, you you know, when people are search searching something like right now, people are searching Kanye, Kanye West, white lives matter. That's trending. It's a trending yeah. topic. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, all right, if you yeah. find a way to kind of flip that and let's say that we did some content around that, but it's based around the business of fashion week and how he actually disrupted the whole fashion industry by doing that and how much money he made and how much money other shows lost. But the general arcing is the white lives matter, but we're not spending too much time on that. But it's not like yeah. it's, click, it's not like complete clickbait because it is yeah. about that, but it's about something else. So that's definitely a valuable strategy for anybody that's creating content for sure. Um, let me ask you this. You said something that was interesting. You said that um the beauty brands, they pay a lot more than fashion brands. So you focus more your energy on that. So Mm-hmm. What are some of the best practices with working with brands? Like, like you said before, when you first started, you didn't know. So what do you know now that you didn't know? Like, what do you ask for? Do you ask for the budget? Do you ask, um, okay, um, what are my requirements? Do you ask, okay, I'm going to do a social media post and I'm going to do one post on my IG story. Like, what are some things that now you're seasoned that you know how to talk to corporate brands and, and kind of know what to expect going into it? Yeah, I mean, okay, so stage one is, one attracting them so how do you make yourself appealing to the brand so there's an element of using their product talking about their product having really high visuals or really high engagement already that way they're gonna find what you do and you may even tag them with um tag them in your content before they ever reach out to you to Mm. do content so number one you've attracted them they now would email you in the first instance there's often a case of would love to send you product would love to meet up for coffee. A lot of them want to meet up in person just to get an idea of who you are. So I think that's still a very important thing to do. And the next phase is either working directly with them yourself or working through management. People do have their own you know, thoughts around that. But for me, I'm at the place where I still work with brands very directly. And usually they will give me a brief. I wouldn't do anything without a brief because I want to know what do you want? Do you want engagement? Do you want sales? Do you want awareness? Give me an idea of what you want and what's the product. And then off the back of that, we would then negotiate. But usually they will have what they want. They'll say, we want one stories, two two TikToks or one YouTube video, and here's our budget. So I can either agree to the budget, like the budget, or I can say, you know, guys, this is actually my rate card. Um, can you meet up with my rate card? And then we will kind of, you know, negotiate and work out what I can do with the deliverables. And I have to think about how much time I'm going to invest into the work as well as the value of my audience as well. So you said something about putting content out, content out all the time for two years. We can't blink. So I wanted to talk about the, the multi- platform strategy right because obviously you have 1.2 million instagram followers 2.8 million youtubers so is the content being specifically made for each platform or is it just like all right i made the content uh for youtube i made this content for instagram maybe i made this content for tiktok and if that is the strategy which is the best platform that we should be living on 
I don't know if there's a best platform and um, content is very hard. Like I'm sure you guys know to be able to produce like at volume at scale is a very difficult. So I love the idea of repurposing. So say you have, you know, you've got this one piece of content or someone films one piece once a week, one YouTube video, and then they then chop it up to work on all the other platforms as well. There are ways that you can upload one piece of content into certain websites and they can produce a transcript for you. They can provide the text version and they can provide a caption version as well. Mm. So I would make one piece and then cut that one piece into like five different pieces, including text. And then I would put that on all the different platforms. And then if I have time, I'll then make original pieces of content to go onto other platforms as well. But I think YouTube is like, the number one spot, like first, like there, there is where you can actually build depth of audience and people who genuinely care about the brand long-term. Perfect. Uh, what are two platforms that you think that people are not posting on enough? And if they did, it will allow the brand to have like a lot higher following and traction. It really does vary because there was a time where brands were all working on Snapchat. So they're like, in briefs, I was getting snap, Snapchat briefs yeah. and they were like, we'll pay you this. They're, they're not doing Snapchat briefs anymore. They said, we like Snapchat isn't a goal or a target for us anymore. I remember getting that email. So I could have chosen to stop uploading on Snapchat, but there is still audiences and people on Snapchat. So it's all about the balance. Like, do you want audience or do you want brand attention? So I think most social media managers for any company is kind of being aware of all the platforms, but then internally they will have their own directive um, of what's important to them. So fundamentally, again, be on all platforms, get as many eyes on your content as you can. Um, but I know that's hard. So maybe focus on just two. Um, let me ask you this credit. Let's talk about some finance stuff. Uh, <clears throat> I know the credit system is, is different on the UK than it is in America. So what are some of the biggest mistakes? Um, let's talk about the UK side. What are some of the biggest mistakes on the U in the UK that people make that you see uh, when it comes to credit? I mean, is it that different? I don't know if it's really that different from the well, US. Well, I think they, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but from my understanding, like credit cards, like you have the same access to credit cards that we do in America? Yeah. Yeah. More or less, but I think there's a little bit more protection. So over over there, it's more protection. Like, it's more protection in the UK, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's more protection in the UK in that um, young younger people often um, there's more regulation about who can have credits advertised to them. Mm. So there is some kind of security for people who are younger and impressionable um, who won't necessarily be able to get access to credit earlier. And I think as well, they do a lot more checks before they give people credit. But again, sometimes the credit system can be quite predatory as well. And they will kind of um, attract people who are less informed about how to use credit. I think that problem is like a global problem, though America might be the worst for it. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate oh, sorry, it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I remember, because I, I mean, even, even years ago, I remember when the UK was the first one to really ban buying crypto on credit, because you used to be able to buy Coinbase, you used yeah. to be able to buy cryptocurrency on credit card. And I remember um, the UK was like the first country to stop that 
and the America was still allowing it for a long time, but the UK has stopped it earlier. So I feel like there's more safeguards and more, you know, yeah. regulations. Consumer protections, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot more re- regulation. It's around advertising, around credit, around, I think fundamentally the country wants to protect people from making financial financially risky decisions now risk isn't always a bad thing but again it's a bad thing to people who are uninformed so i think yeah there's more regulation around that when it comes to credit and credit and crypto i did not know you could get crypto on credit yeah yeah, yeah i can see why that would be bad <laughs> yeah. don't do it yeah so what so what are you, some what are some of your tips for credit just in general i mean in general it's one having credit so this is the mistake that i've made in the past and i've seen some people who are from more conservative backgrounds so actually like lots of us are from you know immigrant families and so our immigrant families often told us don't get credit credit is very bad don't borrow money it's not your money so actually a lot of us lacked having any credit that was a big problem so even for myself i think i had money i had a job i was consistent and i remember when i wanted to get my first mortgage i didn't have any credit i had no credit history whatsoever so i think people actually building a credit history when they're younger is really important and to like know how to build good credit is is something that a lot of people need to focus on here and that not all credit is necessarily bad but you just need to be careful with it yeah so obviously you've built the following you're able to to monetize and align with brands but one of the things you said in our conversation is that you were able to save and so I wonder where that, that financial discipline came from. What are some of the strategies that you use to save and budget? Because a lot of people want to invest, but they don't have the money to do it, right? And sometimes you have yeah. to figure out, what am I going to do with my money? Am I going to save? Am I going to invest? Am I going to spend it? And so how, how did you come up with your strategy? Um, what was my strategy? I mean, I've been very broke. Like, <laughs> I know what it is to not have a lot. So I think I'm naturally an extremely cautious person. And just because the, the money is rolling in, like now, like you just never know what could happen next, which is a mindset I also tr- still try to like, fight against. But I also think that's a good thing. I'm glad that I had that level of let me be careful with my money. And I also had some tax issues as well, like when I would, when I first started my career and ended up owing the government money. And I remember like realizing that I had, I didn't have enough savings to pay the government this tax, this tax thing that I had to pay them. And so after that, I was always like, I'm always going to make sure I have money aside to pay anything that comes up. So I think I was just raised to kind of save I've struggled enough to know that you need to have some protection and then stuff happened that made me learn. I need to have money on the side. Yeah. Yeah, have that um, How much of your gross revenue or gross income are you putting aside? Cause I think entrepreneurs need to hear that part. And also, can you tell us about how you are actively like living below your means and why that's important to you? I mean, it's all relative. I think I put most of my money aside. Like I don't really spend that much money. Um, I think that, right i use my corporation to spend right so everything is a business expense besides my home and my mortgage and my kids schooling um so i try and align all of my spending to only things that my business needs and like just some personal fun things here and there but it's really not a a huge ratio based on how much i earn because my main desire for most of my income is basically to invest it like i just want to keep buying houses so that's the thing that i enjoy and I bought bags, I bought premium bags in the past, you know, you know, Hermes and all that jazz. 
And I'm like, mm, this is fun, but I'd rather have like something that's got bricks and mortars. Like, yeah. yeah. Life is good when you can say Hermes and jazz. Like, yeah. 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 He's appreciating that. Yeah. I mean, I've got all of that. I've got, I've had the vibes. Like, I don't know. I think you get to a place where you're like, mm, this is great. This is cute. But it's like still stuff. Like, it's still material yeah. stuff. So for me, like, it doesn't entice me as much as seeing other things grow. But I think that's just where my head is at. But again, I've always loved, it's always important to, like, enjoy yourself, buy certain things that you, that give you, you know, that feeling. Um, but for me personally, it's not a prioritization because there's still things and goals that I have that I want to do. So let's talk about the real estate. Uh, I know you just bought a property on, on auction. Um, can you yeah. talk about that process and like kind of like walk us through it for anybody in the UK that might be interested in kind of, you know, taking that route? Yeah. So auctions are like fabulous. I love a good auction. Um, I bought a house previously on auction and that has really grown, gone up probably double in value. And then um, the process is fundamentally going on to Rightmove, which is similar to you guys have Zillow. Um, same thing and you will see that auction houses are, are on site but you can't really search specifically auction houses um, but what I found is that most agents have kind of an auction arm so once you like quite start to learn who these different auctioneers are you'll know that one day a month they have an auction and they put their lots up probably a week before a week to two weeks before that lot's going to happen so you can actually sign up to all of the different auction websites look at all of the different lots and then look at what homes you may want to be able to buy the one thing i've noticed is that their list prices are very fake so they <laughs> might list the house for a hundred thousand pounds like you're like what you can buy a two-bedroom house for a hundred thousand pounds that house is going to go for 250 minimum so i i think that people should just be aware that the bargains that they think they're going to get at auction aren't necessarily always a bargain. So again, doing the maths and the calculations beforehand is very important. Yeah, when you said about uh, every time you get cash, you're looking to buy new real estate. I wonder what type of uh, homes are you looking for? Is it like a single family lot or is it two family? Like what is your, your method when you're trying to find a new home? So I look at my existing portfolio and I think about what I do have and what I don't have. So I have a four bedroom family house already in one specific part of London, right? So I don't want another house next door. That's exactly the same because actually it's too similar. Like it, it's the same thing. So then I then buy, I'll buy another two bedroom house, which maybe is better for students. Um, that is in near a university location or I might purchase a home that's more premium in the city that I want to target city workers in, or I want to buy somewhere that's more lower income so I can provide um, more affordable housing for maybe people who are on government housing. So in my portfolio, I have a mixture of like different homes that, um, that provide different values in different locations as well. That's fascinating. Um, earlier when you were talking about the advertising agency side, are you actively reaching out to the ad agencies to try and get the deals done? Or are you just researching them to understand like the supply chain and how the money is being dispersed to influencers? I'll be really honest with you. Personally, I have not had to reach out for any work that I've ever done. So I am That's very incredible. lucky that 
yeah like i've been very lucky that like everything i have is inbound request um i haven't had the capacity to go out and necessarily pitch myself but i think what's been valuable is that i've had a lot of pr so in terms of and not paid for pr my pr has been all organic in that the features i've had are because people have seen my work and my work has spoken for like my value However, I think that pitching is a really important thing to do if someone is really like, you know, they're new and nobody knows who they are. I think going out there, introducing yourself, letting people know what you can do is a super important thing to do. There are some websites that allow you to find certain people's contacts in PR, the PR industry. I cannot for the life of me remember what that is. But again, people can look for some of these places to find email addresses for PR. And LinkedIn's a great place as well. LinkedIn, very important platform. So um, where, where's your family from originally? Is it Nigeria? Nigeria, yeah. Okay, so um, so the UK is interesting. If I could just talk about the dynamics of that for a little bit with you. So in America, I think black people make up like 16% of the population. Uh, but in the UK, it's like 2% of the population. But another... 2%. 2%. Yeah. <laughs> But but another another thing about the about it that's interesting is that in America, like we have a lot of immigrants, like Troy's family, they're from Jamaica. But like I think Ian and myself as well, like we African American different names, however you want to call it, but off like we've been here, so it's not necessarily immigrants, like we're like part of the founding actual foundation of America. Whereas yeah. in the UK they don't have that, right? Like every black person that's there is an immigrant for, at most mm. point. So it's like the financial literacy is even harder because they're not only at a disadvantage because they're even a smaller part of the population, but they're first gen, everybody's first generation or second generation. Like every single person is coming from a country like Ghana or Nigeria or Jamaica. So you, you have a lot of challenges. So talk about the, the, the landscape for black people in, in the UK. Cause a lot of people don't even know that there is a black population in London or the UK. Mm -hmm. It's just crazy yeah. because a lot of people are just not educated enough because they don't travel. So talk about the landscape, the challenges that you face and why financial literacy is so important for the black community in, in the UK. Yeah, this is a, a big, a, like a really big thing um, in that, yes, we are a very small population and, immigrants who come over are usually like the parents are cleaners the parents are low income jobs the majority of them so some of them come over as students and maybe they're super educated back home but they come here and they can literally only be a security guard not that there's anything wrong with that but they don't necessarily have those jobs in really high positions so I think the, the key thing I've noticed with all the Africans that have come over that I know personally, first generation, the thing that their parents pressurize them on is education, 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 go to school, read your books. And that's the only way to kind of, kind of get out of the concept of poverty. So the pressure is very much on the younger generation or, you know, my generation to be like, to be successful because the parents are relying on the children to kind of do that. 
Mm. However, the parents have no assets, they own no ho homes, they own no land, and they, they don't always understand the system. So that's one of the biggest challenges is if you know how to operate in the system, you can do well, you know how to get a mortgage, you know, you have a connect here, you have a connect there, someone sorts you out and gets your kids a job, which is what happens with the you know the english people who are from here all the time but immigrants are literally start stand, starting from zero um but i in a good way i think it means that when we are successful we're extremely successful and we've just had to like force that literacy and force that understanding and focus on our education to really be successful um but it isn't easy i'm not gonna lie it isn't easy for the immigrants here and for the second generation so people whose parents were born here you also usually notice um things being a little bit better for them. So again, I'm thinking third and fourth generations here are going to be in a lot better um, situations, I would hope. Yeah, shout out to Brixton. Shout out to all my Jamaicans out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're out here. Yeah, so here. I, we, we ran into each other in LA and um, it was like randomly, we're in the elevator. I'm like, wait, what are you doing here? And you're like, I, I, I just came from Fiji. And so it got me to wonder. I'm like, can live you talk? a life. Yeah, I mean, live a life. Fiji, right? Hermes, <laughs> property. I'm like, oh, you just have to so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just a stopover. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, on my way back to London, but I, I was wondering, like, because a lot of people don't understand even that type of connection with brands. It's like, oh, wait, you can actually use your following to actually benefit you for traveling. And so, can you talk mm -hmm. about that and how that can help you in your journeys? Yeah, I mean, so there's there's different ways it works. So number one, I've worked with tourism boards. So there are countries that want people to come and visit the country. So they would like, they'll pay you to come out there and take con content of the country. So I recently went to Abu Dhabi. I've worked with, you know, some Caribbean islands. I've worked with even Switzerland and we've gone out there. So they literally want the world to know about their country as a place to come to, um, which is what used to happen to Dubai a lot. Dubai used to pay a lot of people yeah. to come to Dubai. I was paid grand a, nice to come, yes. <laughs> a lot to come to, not by any man or anything like yeah. that. No, the tourism board itself of the country was like, please come and experience Dubai because we want the world to know. And now the majority of the income from Dubai actually comes from tourism and obviously, you know, oil and all that jazz. And then there's the other side of brands often want to create experiences around their products or their launches so say for instance i went to fiji that was a brand who had something in association with world ocean day and some of their ingredients come from fiji so they say everyone let's go to fiji and have an immersive session about the product so usually they often bring people who are fans of the brand fans of the product or at least going to inform people about the product so i'm kind of there like a journalist and also journalists for many years have been living the good life like mm. journalists from traditional media they've been doing this they stayed at the finest hotels they've stayed at they've traveled the world on the dime of other companies but now actually online creators are the new journalists because we are fundamentally bring the message of the brand and the product out to our communities. So that's yeah. how I travel the world. Yeah, yeah. You, you become a, a virtual uh, postcard, right? Because it's like rather than getting a brochure for a country, you can go social media and see 10,000 pictures of the same place. And now it becomes yeah. super attractive. So great strategy. Exactly. Yeah.
I know you haven't had to reach out for it, but for a person who wants to have brands pay for their travel and, and to visit, um, what are the best practices to be able to reach out and begin to have those deals come in for them? So I think number one is to kind of find out who the travel, say for travel specifically, you'd want to reach out to travel PR agencies. So there's agencies that are focused on tech or travel or beauty or fashion. So finding out who those travel PR agencies are, meeting up, connecting with them, doing a media pack, showing what you've done in the past and showing what you could create for a brand um, and then having them keep you in mind is super important. You can also reach out to hotels as well. So um, a lot of hotels um, actually are building, say Four Seasons may build a new hotel in the Seychelles that people aren't aware of. So if you were to find out about the news about that, you could reach out to the Four Seasons say, I'd love to do some publicity for you guys here's what I can create. Obviously you'd email their marketing or their PR team, show them what you can do. And they may host you for four nights to kind of um, create content for, for them and market to the brand. And actually a lot of these companies, they already spend money on like a photographer and a marketing team. They may have budget that they put, you know, 20 grand aside to do that. But actually you're like, no, I'll do it for you, but just let me enjoy the experience. Um, they probably won't have a problem with that. Yeah. When I went to SLS Bahamas, I feel like half the, everyone that stayed there was like taking content. I'm like, what is going on? They're like, oh, yeah. you pay you to be here? I feel like the only idiot. I'm like, <laughs> tell me who that is. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, my God. Yeah. So, yeah. I try not to tell everyone where when I'm at the hotel, I don't tell them I'm there for free because no, not everyone wants to know that. Yeah. It's one of these things, uh, going back to the tourism thing, and that's interesting that you said it about Dubai, because I actually pitched this to a few African countries. I won't say the names of the countries, but they didn't, they didn't get it. And I'm like, my thing is like, you should pay for Earn Your Leisure, Market Monday. You should pay for us to come to your country because it's... um. Is, is good PR, is tourism. And we do that anyway. Like when we go to Nigeria, we went to Nigeria, we went to Egypt, we're going to put content up anyway because we're there. Yeah. So now it, yeah. it, it's appealing and it gives people a whole different view of the country and it makes people want to go. That's why Dubai became so popular because everybody won, everybody was posting pictures. The one country that does understand that that's getting it is Ghana. Yeah. And that's yeah. why you see Ghana's economy thriving the way it is, is because, you know, yeah. they've, they've targeted specifically black Americans. So it's become a travel destination for black Americans. They did the year to return. They're doing, the they're doing, return, all, yeah. they're doing all of that. And it's a, it's a strategic PR targeting campaign for tourism, black tourism specifically. And it makes sense. And I just, I don't understand why other countries haven't really adopted that, but I feel like for the countries, anybody that's listening, that is that makes tremendous sense to because this is a way that is going to give your country good PR. This is a way that's going to highlight your country. And this is a way that's going to drive millions and billions of dollars in tourism and business yeah. and investment to your country because social media is the window of the world. Bahamas, Caribbean Islands, Mexico, Australia, please call. <laughs> Jamaica? there's a lot of caribbean yeah, islands who are getting into it now there's a few that have reached out so fingers crossed like i'm seeing a lot more happen in the caribbean so and they've got beautiful islands that can we I do a collab potentially them. yeah we'll try and hook something up 
<laughs> yeah, you got to let us know. Because honestly, I feel like at this point, you shouldn't really be paying for anything. And that's why I told, I think I told Abdullah that, like, going forward, try not to pay for anything. Like, if we go to eat, if we go out to eat, we should sponsor, they, somebody should sponsor the dinner. If we're going to be in a club anyway, as you know, what we, that legendary night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You might as well just put us on a flyer and we'll just po po promote the party. You know, and pack it's it out. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, pack it out. We got yeah, a good It's time. a balance, though. It's a balance. Because once everything's free, like it loses the pizzazz. Because I even, like, I go on trips that nobody knows about and I pay for entirely because the pressure of always creating on the trip is also long. Like, I actually want to enjoy myself and that, like, I don't want to always be on. So it's always about. Like I go for those trips that I see them as this is a work trip. When I go to Switzerland and I'm working with the hotel brand, that was a work trip. But then there's other things that are like, this is my trip where I don't necessarily need to commercialize that part of my life. See, my, whole, have... my whole life is commercial. So it's everything. Oh, yeah, 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 it's all works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, no, everything, man. <laughs> nah, they, they, some things they can't see. Uh, Patricia, can you talk about that process of, of, of documenting it all? Because... I mean, obviously you said sometimes there's a videographer, but a lot of times there isn't. So you can talk about that, like who's shooting the content? Cause like I said, when I would look at your page, it's like, I want to go to these places. It just looks incredible. You make it look incredible. So talk about the, the process of documenting. Yeah, I mean, so I try to, number one, I have a tripod. So I can always make content wherever I am. Like I will just put my tripod down and you know stand in the street if I need to. I have no, like I'm never embarrassed because this is what I do and I make good mon money doing it. Um, and then I'll have like either a photographer with me or my assistant with me who is able to capture content on the phone um, all the time. And yes, I've got like professional cameras, I've got the 5D, I've got the thousand dollar lenses, I've got all of that. But often I don't need to use that as much because actually people don't necessarily connect with it in the same way. I might do that actually more to appeal to the brands or the companies to show them I can do the professional stuff, um, but people don't really connect with that. And then certain shoots and stuff, maybe I hire a production company, maybe the brand or company that I work with or the, the tourism company or whatever, maybe they bring their own photographer and stuff. But I think the concept of just as long as you've got your phone, you have the opportunity to create. Like you don't need to wait for this team or this person or this specific photographer. Like not really. I just can create with my phone with me anytime. Yeah, I hope, I hope everybody out there just heard that. Like that's a valuable lesson. Like, <laughs> you, if you got your phone, you can create. For context, yeah. and I'll ask both of you, Patricia, Troy and Rashad, how many pieces of content are you creating per month? Because everyone thinks everything's all fun, just traveling the world, and it's like you guys aren't working. But can you, for demonstrative purposes or context, how many pieces of content are you guys both creating for your brand per month? The real number. The, the soul crushing number. <laughs> uh, how many days in a month? I would say for, for us, so variety of different things. Um, and of course, we do earn your leisure episodes every single week. So that's probably like 20 different clips that come from that. Uh, Market Mondays every single week, 20 different clips that come from that. Um, but then just organic cell phone. Like if I'm out and I had Troy actually video, he, he didn't want to do it. But that's not true. I had him videotape <laughs> me the other day. Like, because like you said, yeah. Everybody's a videographer. All you need to do is hold the cell phone. Like I be telling them, like, like, yo, just hold this phone and just take a video of me having a conversation with Bobby Schmurter. 
Yep. 200,000 views. Yeah. That's all yeah, it's yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. complicated. We don't have to complicate this. So they do that almost all the time. Everywhere that we go, take pictures, um, stuff a story. So I would say probably upwards of two, three hundred. Yeah, a couple hundred, probably a couple hundred. But definitely. There's also a valuable lesson in that too. And it he, he left out the part that my, my I have a back issue. That's why I couldn't get out the car. But like most times, most people are like, yo, too prideful to take that. Mike, right? clip like, that face up. Yeah. That's a fact. So like there's there's no there's no pride in me saying like yo let me take this video for you because I already know if he sees a vision let me record it right because mm -hmm. I know that it's going to benefit the brand it's not like yo I'm too good for that like yo bro why do I got to take your video it's like nah I know like that's what he loves to do like if he can't record it himself let me be here I'm here what else am I going to be doing like I'm going to watch him record it so like helping add value in any way possible and putting like pride to the side like all right this is going to be something that's going to be potentially viral or it's going to help build his brand so like a lot of the times, like even some pictures, like I'll take, it's not like, yo, give me photo credit. I'm like, nah, that's going to help build. If, if he wants to show his drip, like, of course, let me make sure that I, I take a dope ass picture. Like I've told that to plenty of people, like, yo, I, I love photography. So like, if I get to shoot, if he gets to be the product, let's do it. The drip yeah. report has yeah. been legendary. You know about drip report, Patricia, you have become a fashion icon. How come you didn't come to fashion week? We did a fashion week show in New York. Oh, uh, what did you? Where? Oh, in New York. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I wasn't. I couldn't be She's in the Maldives. Next time, next time I'm there. Yeah, I'm there. To I was be in fair, Bora, like... Bora, Rashad. What are you talking? I was in Bora Bora. You kidding me? I don't know where I was. I'm not gonna lie. I was quiet this season, but next time I'll be there. But in what? terms of like, it, again, everything is content. I would make content every day, and I think about content every day. And at least I produce probably at least like thirty pieces a month. That's my number. And I do this basically with myself and like my assistant. There's no excuse. iPhone Pro Max, you can, there's small cameras. Like I, every time I see Troy, Troy's like pan here. Like you have to create, um, for those of you watching the show, you know, I wasn't always comfortable being in front of the camera, but if you don't show your face, how are you gonna be able to make money and get clients? So my dad was like, okay, you wanna work with hedge funds and not show your face? Good luck. <laughs> you pay. <laughs> overcome your fears, get out more content. And I think we can all say there's people that are maybe not even that good, but they just put out more content than everyone. And over the last five, six years, they've been able to elevate. So for everyone listening, put in chat the number of pieces of content you're gonna make for your brand per month. I think you need to do at least a, a hundred to, to get some kind of traction. And I think people don't put out as much content because they, they, um, they're self-conscious. Mm -hmm. They um, think what other people are gonna think of them. They put it out and it's not, it doesn't necessarily work right away and they just retreat, but you just got to treat it like baseball. Like, you know, just keep swinging, keep swinging, keep swinging. Eventually you're going to hit a home run eventually, but you can't worry about what somebody else is thinking. You can't worry about how you look. You can't worry about, you know, you're going to get better the way you talk. Everything improves over the course of time. But yeah. I think that that stops a lot of people from putting out content. They're so self-conscious and that stopped me for a variety of years. Like I've been wanting to do what we do now in 2014, but mm. I'm like, who care? Who's going to care? Financial literacy. Da, 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 da. And then finally, when I'm like, ah, right, you know what? It doesn't matter. Let's just do it. And it worked. So mm. I feel like, you know, that's something that a lot of people struggle with and you just have to just get out of your own way and do it because ultimately it's better to live with failure than to live with regret. Because if it doesn't work out, it just doesn't work out. But if you never knew 
if you never know what's going to happen, you're always going to like think about what if, what if I did this, how would my life be different? How would my children's lives be different? And, you know, living with regret is, is a very painful situation. Patricia, before we wrap, let me, let me ask you this. Um, Royal Albert Hall. Can you talk about the significance of <laughs> of financial literacy? Did you ever think that, you know, financial literacy and, and the way that we display it, that's why I say a performance, because it is a performance. Like, you know, we did Invest Fest, we do, we're doing Madison Square Garden, and our whole thing with financial literacy is to make it a vibe. So we add music, we add, you know, it's, a, it's live performances, it's vibes, it's surprises. So it's really like, you know, a musical festival, um, but it's, but it's financial literacy. And, um, it's not something that I like America, I think has gotten used to it now because we've, we've, we've done a few things in America and they kind of know, but internationally, I'm still not really sure if, if they understand the vibe, you know, cause I, especially UK, I know the UK is a more conservative country than America. Very so. conservative. Talk, talk about the wave and, and, and the excitement and the importance of on African-American history. I mean, on black history month, black history month for the UK, um, on Halloween, uh, you know, financial literacy, Royal Albert Hall, all black cast of, of performers. Talk about the significance of that. Well, firstly, the fact that you have the Royal Albert Hall, right, is li- like, it's actually mind blowing. Like the, the queen goes there, they, Adele's been there. Like that is like probably the most premium venue in the UK. So when you said that to me, I was like, Royal Albert <laughs> Hall. Like I was so shocked because literally the Royal as in it's, I think it's the Royals own this or something. Yeah. I don't know, mm-hmm. but like, it's a big thing. So the fact that you're able to kind of actually kind of create that momentum is really powerful. I think Brits, right. We can be a little bit stiff. We're a little bit like, who's that? Why are they like that? <laughs> we can be a bit judgy. I'm not going to lie. We're a bit, there's a, a pride and, there was that African pride coming in as well. So we can, you know, can have a certain stiffness about us. But I think that people, one, they want this information. They need this information. And I think they would be so excited to take it from you guys who are actually making a move in the US, bringing that energy over, which is going to have a lot of flair, I assume. It's going to be, <laughs> lots going to be going on. The they're going to be a bit stush. You know, do you know what it is to be stush? No, no, yeah, tell me. Yeah, in the beginning, stush. right? They're, gonna have a bit, yeah, yeah. But, but they're, they're taking it in. And I think that them seeing these examples is going to be super powerful um, where people can learn more about how to get together to like um, bring the community together to make money and to build that literacy and build things together, which I'll be honest in the black community in the UK is not something we do as much. Like we don't really create these black things together. Everyone is usually working in isolation. They've got their job. They've, you know, they've become the lawyer or they've become the doctor. Like they've done that. But what if they unionized? What if they learned how to work together? What if they worked with their their African-American counterparts to actually build something that actually has momentum? I think that there's power in numbers. So the fact that you guys are coming is like, it's sick. It's great. Yeah, it's going to be legendary. Everyone you, you will be there as well. <laughs> there you have I'll be there as well. Buy <laughs> the flag. <laughs> yes, go to the link on the description of this bio. Get your ticket. Go to earnyleisure.com. Hit the InvestFest Euro tab. Go to investfest.com, investfesteuro.com. Get your tickets. It's going to be not even just a night to remember, a weekend to remember. We got a Halloween party. Shout out to Terrence J. We got a VIP experience on Sunday. So it's going to be so, so much vibes. And as you said, um, 
bring your umbrellas because it's it's a it's a hundred <laughs> it's, it's usually rainy in London, but it's a hundred percent chance that a no tsunami question. of drip. No question. Displayed. It's a hundred. Not even a question. It's a hundred percent chance like that, that a tsunami yeah. of that was well played. <laughs> will be on full display for the whole entire week. Like they've never seen before. <laughs> yeah. Like you've never. Wow. It, it's it's a fitting way to end <laughs> Black History Month. Yes. In the UK. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's only. I really right. thought you were talking about actual rain because people but should actually. I did too. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It does yeah. actually rain a lot here. It's, it's yeah. gonna rain. Yeah. Now the yeah, yeah, you have to bring your London fogs out. <laughs> bring the umbrellas out. Bring the rain boots. But um, that's when I brainstorm. But the trip, <laughs> but the trip, the drip will come out regardless. Because London's a fashion town too. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, their casual Trade. stuff is like amazing. <laughs> I was walking around like this is your gym gear. Like I thought they were going out. Listen, for everyone in America, bring your best. Like I was going through, I was in the airport yesterday in the lounge, went through a whole bunch of lookbooks, picked out 14, 15 outfits. <laughs> Serious. It is no joke. It is oh, we're no, not, joke. no joke, and we're not we're not playing no games. We can't we we, nah. we come and represent. And shout out to our London crew, shout out to Dayu, shout out to Tape London, shout out to yep. we developed a real strong relationship with a lot of people in London. And um I'm I'm excited for the Americans because there's a lot of Americans that's coming out there too. I'm excited to America. A lot of them this this is their first time yep. coming to the UK, coming to London. Mm -hmm. So it's dope that they're coming like for us, and it's it bec it's become a tourist. Of and London is, is such a beautiful city. Like, yeah. Movies don't do it justice. I was in awe of like the architecture. Like you can see where Beverly Hills got the inspiration to like design the city like that. You guys are gonna have a great time, but I'm telling you, bring your best. Yeah. It, it has a, a nice mixture of like, it looks historic, but it has its modern pieces. And so, it, yeah, that was my first time going. And the everybody. service was amazing. Like, I had a great. cup, and I was about to throw it away. The girl at the hotel was like, let me take this rubbish from you. I'm like, what, what is that? <laughs> really? We're very polite. That's our yes. thing. Don't forget about Lobby the boys. Don't forget about Lobby the boys. We, we set a record. We set a record. Lobby boys. We went out <laughs> seven nights in a row. Y'all went out seven. I went out four this morning. <laughs> One date to help Troy in the morning. The oh, nightlife in London. Oh, if you go to London... <laughs> I highly suggest that you take the train to Paris also. Got to do it. Two-hour train ride to Paris. Paris is another yeah. another world-class city. Dope, dope, yeah. dope city. And that's even a dope experience, just getting on the train and going to a different country. Fly, fly, fly. Sleep on the train. Don't worry about that. Go out at night, sleep on the train, and then you can party all day. Patricia, before we leave, can, can, you, can, you say earn your, can you say earn your leisure? Earn your leisure is what I would say. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> That's gonna be like the Maybach music drop. Like I love yeah. British accent. Yeah. I love the British, British accent. Are amazing. Are you leisure? Are you leisure? <laughs> <laughs> and now, yeah, there you have it. And now, I can't say leisure, but leisure just doesn't feel like how leisure. it should be said. Well, you know, leisure. we speak we speak broken English in America because um, yeah. you know, with the whole history of America being it's it's actually a British colony originally, um, but. I learned a few different things, like even in um, Canada, where they speak what they call the Queen's English. So they say, mm -hmm. um, we say, uh, like, we'll say, I'm trying to think of a word, um, produce, they say a produce, like mm -hmm. everything. Oh, yeah. Like that's like pro like produce instead of like produce. Mm -hmm. Like you know what I'm saying? Like so everything that they that they say is like a little tweak on it. So leisure instead of leisure. But we take the easy yeah. way in America. Because a lot of stuff that we say doesn't really make any sense phonetically. Absolutely. Oh, there's a bunch of words like that. Yeah. 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 But that's the American way. 
Shout out to all the earners. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Scarlett, too. Shout out to Scarlett, our yes. UK uh, earner. Yes. Shout out to Scarlett. She's been helping out. So, once again, Patricia, thank you. Appreciate you. you. Uh, no worries. Everybody in the UK, get your tickets. Invest Fest, London, coming Halloween weekend. I'm uh, a, a weekend to remember for sure. And uh, we will tap in. Yeah, looking forward to seeing you. I thank you. The women in our life, thank you, Patricia. Yes, love. thank you. Thank you. I'll see them. Wow. Oh, yeah, what's your Instagram? So people can follow your Instagram and all that. Oh, the Patricia Bright. The Patricia Bright. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Back to our regularly scheduled programming. Let's do it. Yes. Right on cue. Yes, right sir. on so much fun. I mean, these guys are timeless with the cue. Yes, sir. I mean, right on cue. Shout out to Patricia. Shout out to the whole London town. Shout out to Europe. It's going to be a Edinburgh. And progress was the word that I was trying to think of. That's really like progress pro- and like progress. We say progress. They say progress. Yes. Um. So like pro, which that's, that's actually how it's spelled. Progress. So it makes sense. But even if you hear Drake talk, like he'll say progress. But in America, we say progress. Drake got like 17 swings. Yeah. <laughs> so. Good shout marketing. Out to, shout right. out to shout out to Patricia. Market. Shout out to the UK, man. Um, yeah, that was dope, man. That was dope. And um before we, before we leave, all right. Let's um you want to get to those other stocks? Let's get them. Let's do it. Let's I do mean, it. what these numbers looking like though. The numbers are disappointing, and I'm disappointed. Well, we got to 6,300 at one point, yes. but you guys Did always we? talk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Touch during, 64. During, during her presentation. Uh, but you guys always talking about you want more women. Da, 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 da. Then you leave when the women come. So it's back to men. It's our, back to. Hate our Peter, come back again. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Leesman. Steve Leesman <laughs> weekly. Josh Brown. Weekly. Josh Brown. Josh Brown. Josh Brown. Share with our women. Weekly. Share with our women. What can you do, man? I thought it was great content. She's great. Incredible. And, um, you know, a lot of that stuff is this is new age business where you learn about the stuff that she talked about, the travel and having people pay for that. Like, that's that's extremely beneficial. That's game changing. Yes. That's game, game changing information. Yep. And for those who were saying, hey, can we get back to the market? You have to realize these strategies are things that you're going to see Fenty use and they'll go public going to see sephora use zillow next year is going to use a lot of influencer marketing all the makeup lines are going to use this so knowing how these things are being marketed to get customer attention for those companies that are publicly traded there is oh they put them in the mix. oh they cut them out yeah but what i mean influence is an incredible set that a lot of people are not using so it's not just no, I was going to say, I, I thought you could froze out, but I'm saying like there's people in this chat that these brands are actually probably looking for somebody like you, right? Like you could be the person that the brand is looking for. So like it's valuable information. No, it, it's not a stock company, but yeah, the company that that is the stock is probably looking for an influencer like you to yes. help spread their brand, right? So they can yes. go public, so they can gain, gain traction. So it's valuable information. It's just about how your perspective on it. 19 keys weekly contributor. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> you have like 15,000 people next time he comes on. He's a viral moment. High level conversation. Walking. Season two on the way. He's a, he's, a, he's, a walking, he's a walking viral moment. We should have him back though. When's the last time we had him on? Uh, been a couple months. June, maybe. Yeah, maybe May. We should yeah. have him back. Talk yeah. about the state of NFTs, the current yes, state of NFTs. NFTs. Yeah. DAOs, yeah. DAOs. He's been having you on DAOs lately. Definitely been talking about that. Mm-hmm. Um, crypto. 
Yep. Yeah. Few things we can talk about. Yeah. That's that's the bro. Um, it's too easy. So do y'all want to do the stocks or? Yeah, let's run them down. Let's run them down. There's people who, who are still here. Um, I think we. And thank you guys for being here. Ian, I think we stopped at. We stopped at Dollar General. Dollar General. So the next one would be M O the uh, Altria Group, which yes. we spoke about maybe a couple of weeks ago when we talked about companies with uh, uh dividends and you know a lot of people trying to find uh, companies or investments that pay dividends and that was that was one of them in the, in the top ten. So yeah, go. Ahead. Yes, um, for Altria Group. The price I would be looking to enter is at $28.05. Yeah, $28.05. All right. And if we get Keys, Steve Leesman, Josh in a leather jacket. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, Oh, boy. They don't like boring in. They can say whatever they want to. I'm like, yes, guys, I love you so much. They're like 2,200 viewers. (laughs) <laughs> bring Charleston White on here one day oh, too. <laughs> Charleston, Charleston White. White, the next yeah, guest. Yeah, Charleston no, White. no, 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 uh, no. I sprayed. Of course, I sprayed him. <laughs> Charleston White. Of course, next, I sprayed him. Next week on EYL, Charleston White. Yeah, boozy after that. Yeah. And little boozy. Boozy after that. <laughs> and then Ti, you better call Tip. <laughs> That's the dog. Shout out to Tip. <laughs> Man, um, what's the next one? All right, uh, we got a uh, ticker DVN. Another energy um, company. Yes, you guys can write this down. I will load the boat at $44.34. Yeah, I will load up there. And we're gonna we will we'll, we'll stay in the energy sector and we'll go with oil. USO, United States Oil Fund. Uh yeah. Um I would load up there $32.92 and hold if you're gonna hold. Uh, all these are long-term hold, no options, no short plays, please. Oh yeah, Hassan Campbell. And whack one hundred. <laughs> While we're at it, <laughs> whack one hundred. <laughs> might as well go all out, right? No camera on that one. Face off. Face off. The whole world's been, been waiting for. No, no visuals. <laughs> no, you never know, bro. You never Not know. Not no visuals. You funny. No <laughs> Laying down. Audio only. Audio only. Clubhouse. No exclusive. belly flops, please. Oh my god. Hey man, we try to do it with just the analysts. We must Yo, play by play on that gonna be crazy. <laughs> one mic, yo, one mic. Oh, oh they froze in. They... <laughs> yo, they got a wave in the white flag over there. Oh. Shout out to Ian. Uh while he's proposing, uh we'll get we'll do probably do two more to, when he comes back. Uh, but why? Why he was in, in the matrix? Right, I'll just do, uh, we haven't done it in a while. But okay. earnings report—it's okay. it's earnings season. Ian, I'm just going to give up the earnings for this week because uh, what Steve was talking about is very true. A lot of times we, you know, people have been watching the forward guidance, but the earnings of this third quarter is going to be really important. And so uh, Thursday we got TSM. Um, we spoke about them and the long-term play as far as the semiconductors. Domino's Delta uh, will be reporting on Thursday, and then it's time for the the, the financials. J.P. Morgan Chase will be reporting. Morgan Stanley. Uh, City, PNC, and Wells Fargo all reporting on Friday. Uh, so it's going to be a, a, a very interesting uh, end of the week, as it was Shout last week. That Friday Friday was a, whew, it was a, it was a storm. All right, Ian, you're back. So let, let's let's do two more. Let's do two more. Let's do a uh, uh, PSA. Cut my internet off. <laughs> <laughs> they must have heard me on the other side. Let's do, let's do uh, uh, public storage, PSA, public storage. 
Um, a public storage, $240.20 is the area I'm super interested in. Public storage has been pretty solid. So that's a decent business to invest in. $240.20. It's one of those simple businesses. Then you look at it and you're like, how? And then you realize when you need space that you got to go to public storage. Brilliant. Brilliant. All right, Especially let's do one in New more. York City. I'm in here in Midtown. I'm like, where is the space? Limited. Limited. A company uh, that we uh, all rely on. Uh, especially in our daily travels. Uh, Uber. Let's talk about Uber. What we got? Ticker U-B-E-R. <laughs> well, yeah, you, 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 well, you in Philly? Got you in the Matrix again. Wi-Fi. Damn. The Wi-Fi is not Wi-Fi. Um, well. Well, shout out to Uber. Uber. Look, look, yeah, all, I'm back. Uh, see, I talked bad about New York Pizza that one time. <laughs> and ever since then, my internet, I'm not going to lie, my internet been acting up ever since. New York, I take it back. Take y'all hex off me, please. <laughs> I will come here in December, get all the coquito from Spanish oh, home. I promise It's almost you. that time. It's almost that yes. time. Um, Uber, I <laughs> like at $15.89. I know that's a hell of a drop, but uh, the debt that they have on hand is pretty tough. Um... $15.89 is where I'll be looking to load the boat. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that was a lot of information for the whole episode. Shout out to Patricia. Um, yes. Running back, we talked about Kanye. We gave stock picks. We talked about uh, the recession. Talked about uh, Bridgewater Capital, mm -hmm. Ray Dalio. Mm -hmm. Then brought Patricia on. She talked about influencer marketing. She talked about PR. She talked about a variety of different things. Uh, real estate in London, auctions. Then we closed with so some more, man. some more stocks. Yeah. And so some jokes. Then my internet got cut out. Yes. <laughs> yes. T-Mobile, we need to make this Mifi work a little bit faster. <laughs> M2000AC slash whatever. Come on now. The good old Mifi. Yes. yes. Carisha, please. Carisha, please. Yeah, we didn't. We forgot to mention Carisha, award winning. Shout out to Carisha. Shout out to the whole revolt team. Shout out to Carisha, please. Um, yes. her, her conversation with uh Kevin Gates was still lives on. That's up there. Hilarious. That's up there. Yeah. That's up there. I'm not yeah. sure what what category that goes into, but <laughs> that's up there for sure. For Came sure. out the gate being entertaining. Got to give it to her though. Oh, she, she, she's, viral. she's a viral moment. She's a viral moment. Uh, every time she puts out any episode, it's viral. And real bad. Real bad. Shout out to Diddy. Diddy got one. Um, that Bryson Tiller song. He got two songs in the top 10. It's warming up. It's oh, warming so up. It's, it's heating up in the streets. And yeah, then top, uh, top 10 rhythmic. His son. Can't stop, won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Yeah, yeah, King Combs. Yeah. That, that's, um, that's heavy in the streets right now. Yeah, yeah. Diddy's back on top. You seen um this uh high back the high frequency plates? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Stormy. That's shout hilarious. Out. Shout out Stormy. Shout out to Stormy. Viral moment. Very viral. I would never. <laughs> Very viral. Moment. I would Say never. My clip this up for real. This is hilarious. <laughs> shout out Karisha's uh reenactment. It was classic. Shout out to her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's shout hard. out to um. Shout out to Dame Dash. I actually see him in London right now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With a, with a friend of ours. Connected, connected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in the, he was in the palace. 
That's crazy. Um, so shout out to Dane, man. Always a good, good conversation every time we speak. And I'm glad he got a chance to to link up with our guy, um, Anton Dixon Bellot, who has a castle out there. Mm-hmm. He was in the castle. So it's yeah. always good to see EYL alumni connect. And shout out while we're on the UK, shout out to uh Soul Caps. They oh, just yeah. announced their partnership with Adidas. Yeah. So we had did an episode with them and they were like kind of working out the 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 last details of it, but they officially have announced their partnership with Adidas. If you're not familiar with Soul Caps, it was a brand created to promote swimming um for, for black people really like you know one of the, the major setbacks was you know we didn't women didn't want to get their hair wet and you know fellas weren't intrigued to do it uh they didn't want to mess up their braids so soul cap was created for that purpose and now has partnered with adida to continue that journey so shout out to the to our brothers at uh at a soul cap dope yeah Ah, shout out to the merch team, man. Bam, this is the new color that I'm wearing, neon green. So we got new Sorry. colors for the fall. Um, so yeah, get your merch, man. And uh, Madison Square Garden, once again, Josh Brown, Peter Tuckman, uh, Mouse Jones, shout out to Mouse. And of course, the billionaire. This is very so. rare to be able to connect with billionaires. But uh, Don Peebles will be in the building. That's just the first wave. It's yes. just the first wave. Yeah. 1127 in New York City, Madison Square Garden, Sunday night. Yeah. Yeah. I may drop 50 prices to put up 50 in the garden. Damn. You said, what'd you say? 50 prices? 50 prices to put up 50 in the garden. What'd you want to do? 55? So I got to put up 55. Yeah, Jordan had 55. Why not? He had a double 55. nickel. Kobe yeah. did 60. Jordan had 55. LeBron, I think he scored like 50 or something. Yeah, he did 50 in the garden. Um. Mm. Yeah, they retired. Um, did they retire Jordan? Not nah, Miami, 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 but they got they got his, they got his star. He got the um star on the, on the floor. It all oh, out front at the garden, inside the garden. Yeah. Wait, Jordan got a star in the garden. He got a plaque. He got a plaque on the floor. I took a picture yeah. next to it. Muhammad Ali has a plaque. Jordan has a plaque. Oh, you saying at on the walk in into the actual garden? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Frank yeah. Frank Sinatra. Yeah. yeah. Um, people. I think Michael Jackson might have a plaque. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, so you know, a lot of legendary performance. It's the world's most famous arena. That's for, a fact for a reason. That's Absolutely. a fact. Jadakiss should have a flag there. Jersey retirement. For Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Jadakiss. That will still get me hyped every before every show. I play that now. Yeah. Yeah. Play before Vegas Fest. Yeah, I'm playing before Madison Square. Jada, what's up? Legendary performance versus. That's a fact. To this day, probably the best verses ever. Yeah. Yeah. Is is there? Yo, uh, shout out to uh La Russell. Albums dropped. It dropped on uh Friday. Shout out to our boy. Good dude. Just an intelligent young man. Hopefully everybody checked out that episode. His birthday is this week. But we can't go any further again without wishing our brother, our partner, Michael Jason McDonald. Tomorrow is his birthday. Make sure y'all go on his DMs and go on his Instagram and wish him a happy birthday. The 82 Baby Clubs continue. Myself, Ian Trap. Shout out to Smalls. Uh, it is his birthday tomorrow, y'all. Jump in his DM and wish him a happy birthday. Uh, Mike, we love you, my brother. Uh, we will be down there to celebrate you this week. Uh, so we're looking forward to it. 40 Club. Shout out to Mike. Happy birthday. And uh, Selena Hill, shout out to her. We all make mistakes. Shout out to um, Talk about it, please. We all make mistakes. Oh, yo, what happened, yo? What happened? Okay, okay. I didn't know you was going to go there, but let's do it. Nah, Hold on. We all make mistakes. Nah, not, not, but twice? I got a mistake, too, but go ahead. Go with yours first. No, nah, nah, shout out to Black Enterprise. You know, they have a 40 under 40 list. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, they had uh, a good friend of ours, Miss Business. Shout um, out to Miss Business. 
Pinky yeah. Cole. Legend. Um, a lot of people was there. You know, I missed and, out too, man. And it was and um, so I hit her. I'm like, yeah, you know, next next year I'll put my bid in. She's like, wait, you guys are under 40. I'm like, well, Troy's not, but I am. <laughs> um I am. Well, damn. It's true. No, it's true. So it's true. So, I know I, so I, I, she I, like, she like, well, I just automatically assumed y'all was over 40 because everything that you was doing. And I'm like, nah. Nah, no, really not. No, I got one more year no, left. She apologized though. She's like, damn, I definitely. So she's like, so next year, I'm still eligible next year. So yep. hopefully, that's it. Hopefully, you ain't gonna be year, on the ballot after that. Hopefully, next year we can we can um we can correct this situation. Two years in a row, really. Yeah, so Selena, Maddie J was on the list last year. I saw that Maddie J. Man, Selena hit me on on the back the bro, phone, that's the, the bro. business phone. I ain't replying time. She tried to make it happen, but couldn't at the last minute. So, Selena, uh, I'm sorry. But it's I all right. Yeah. We got a new list that we're going to create. We'll talk about another time. Absolutely. I got to get on one, of the, one of these 40 on the 40 list. Time is running out for me. So, <laughs> let's Black Enterprise, which our essence, Ebony, let's, yep. let's figure something out. Yeah, we're going to do the 40 at 40 list. That's fire. Let's do that. We got it. I got it. Matter, you want to sponsor it? What are we doing? <laughs> I'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> While we're at it, <laughs> while we're at it, square. What are we doing? They said you got you one year Thursday. of eligibility left. I do. That's a fact. <laughs> so you know, um, but like I said, you know, I was just uh, a little surprised. A little surprised. That's yeah, all. it's all good. Job you gotta good. ask for what you want in this world, right? That's a fact. No, everything's yeah. earned. Everything's earned. We need everything's earned. Got gotcha. you. Next yeah. year, we're gonna get it right. Next year, I, yeah. I have faith. I have faith in the, in in Selena. That you got a few campaigns going through. Yeah. Yeah, we'll announce those in a little bit. Yeah, next year. Do the right thing. Yep. Yes, Sirski. Um. All right. Oh yeah. Congratulations to my son. Shout out to Nas. He had a uh, hey. he had a football game and he had two touchdowns and an interception. So two that's tutties. fire. Two tutties. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I saw um, him. He acted like it. Not, it was nothing. I'm like two tutties in a that's pick. That's what everything. Like... He the coolest. I don't <laughs> care about nothing. Yo. <laughs> Can we stay five more minutes? I'm like, nah, we, it's time to go. We all leaving. Yeah, time yeah. to go home. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Two tutties and a pick. Yeah, good game. Good game, man. Um, All right, guys. Get your tickets to InvestFest Europe. Get your tickets to Market Mondays. Tomorrow, Dapper Dan, legendary Dapper Dan conversation comes out. EYL, that's going to be, you know, one for the books. Um, Make sure you check that out. Stream it. Um, and Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, Shout out to Trap. Uh, so you know we had the the, yeah, the Times Square situation out at the Nasdaq that was dope. Shout out to the Burning Time. We see anybody making big moves, man. That's always encouraging. So shout out he, to Trap. Yeah, I saw he was on the Joe Button Patreon. Shout out to oh, Joe Button. Shout out to Joe Button. Good dude. Shout out to Ish. Shout out to Ice. Shout out to Corey. Yeah. Shout out to the whole the whole crew over there, man. Yeah, yeah. Saint Ian, young boys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good guys, man. Good guys. Um. All right. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. That's all. Enjoy the rest of your week. Tap in tomorrow. Tap in, do your research, um, and show up. Show up to What are we doing this week? This week? Yeah. What you mean? I'm going to hit y'all. Uh, oh, yeah. And then also, <laughs> shout out to them. Oh, Atlanta. Atlanta, Georgia. We're going to be in Atlanta with um, Irv Gotti and RSVP to that. Link is in the description. And then we we on a Midwest, we on a Midwest run next, next week. week. So we'll talk about that yeah, on Monday. Week. But Columbus, Ohio, Chicago. We coming, man. Coming. It's gonna be good. Flaves, reply to that message so we can make some magic happen in Madison Square. 
<laughs> Come on, we get this one. Pyro. Boy. Have you on the pyro. Bombs. All right, y'all. Love is love. Be good to each other. Peace. Peace. Love y'all. Peace. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments. Get started at Chime.com slash build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA. Members FDIC. Results may vary. See Chime.com for details. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details.